So before we start, I would just like to say happy homecoming to those Eagles at the illustrious North Carolina Central University in Durham. Let me stop. In Durham, North Carolina. <laughs> Eagle Pride. Happy homecoming, y'all. I'm not there with y'all because of COVID. So maybe next year. With, mm. No, this year not. Anyways, y'all, mm-hmm. welcome back to another episode of, I was about to say Black Girl POV, but that is not this podcast. <laughs> this is almost Black If you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, you can find Dovecat on Black Girl POV also. Mm-hmm. Just throwing the plug in there. <laughs> yep. Maybe. But uh-huh. <laughs> it's been a little oh. bit. But it's your girl Dovecat. And to my left, I have JB. Who you can also See, find on the Rude Urban Truth podcast. The Rude Urban Truth. <laughs> I love saying y'all name. I'd be like, the Rude Urban Truth. <laughs> I feel like, you should like, have like, a like accent. Yeah, this should be like a whole like um informational or like one of those like conferences where someone is speaking like a, a TED talk. Yes. So let's talk Ooh. about the Rude Urban Truth. Yes, the Rude Urban Truth. Like something that should be on like NPR or like maybe like you know, the introduction with the classical music. Mm-hmm. You know, introducing y'all oh, like delicious space. dish you know I mean? on Saturday Night Live. Like, hi, hi, you guys. Um, welcome to another episode of the Rude Urban Truth. I'm here, um, JP, with my co-host, Dove Cat. <laughs> <laughs> on the Rude Urban Truth, y'all trying to add a third? No, right. I'm just. <laughs> I love that skit on SNL. They used to kill me with that back when it was funny. I haven't watched Absolutely. SNL in a minute, if I'm being honest. It's been a really long time, but I haven't really been interested. But, you know. Um, the only time I see stuff is when something incredibly funny happens and then it goes viral on social media. But I, have, I haven't watched SNL since Kristen Wiig left. Oh, because she was the funniest. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm she going to watch went, it. When she was still there, she was easily the funniest person they had. Easiest. I mean, she's funny even in some of her regular stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is why I kind of mm-hmm. feel like. I wish she was funny in Wonder Woman. Maybe it would have saved it. <laughs> Wonder Woman needed a whole lot more than that. Well, but I'm the just... weird part is, even in Wonder Woman, despite her not being funny, she was a highlight for me. Mm. Like Because I loved her. I- I've seen a lot of serious roles for her, and I loved how you can see the progression of her character. You didn't see the progression of anyone else's character in the whole thing, but seeing her go from the really like shy, nerdy person to actually walking around in heels like she knows what she was doing. I was like, oh, I'm here for this. Because all of the action stuff was CGI for her anyway, so it didn't matter. I don't even know why she had to train. They didn't let her do nothing anyway. They did not. Or if they did, they cut it. They cut right. it out. So, I don't know. But so, I am interested um, in seeing um, the problematic Simulu. And oh, yes. um, our our bae, uh, Jonathan Majors, because, listen. Oof. His little tail. I am ready. Okay. Tell me about it. And was that is that tonight? No, I think it's is next it week. Is it tonight? Next week? Okay. Is Simulu this week? I don't know. Oh, and then the guest host is going to be Sweetie. I mean, the guest performer is going to be Sweetie. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Let me look it up. Is she going to be doing um her TikTok performance? I mean, because if she doesn't say, let's go and walk away, I'm not why are we even here? Why are we not here? interested? Not interested. Mm-mm. Let's go. So oh, it? my God. That was funny for a little bit. Okay, so Simulu will be up there on November the 20th. 
Majors will be up there on the 13th. So Majors will be up there, and his guest performer will be Taylor Swift. So we will be up there, and his guest performer is going to be Sweetie, who, um, what's her name? Uh, Dionne Warwick? So politely asked why this this young woman spelled her name that way. (laughs) If you're not following uh, her on on Twitter, you need to because she is hilarious. Because I be wondering, I'm like, is she she in a brownie? This is so random. And so old lady. She's just randomly talking. So and it's like people can't even be mad at her because she's an old lady and she's just being like an old person would be on social media. I was about to say exactly how I would imagine. It's almost like somebody else is running it. Like it's satire. That's how funny it is. Mm -hmm. But it's really her. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Hilarious. Well, Blurds. What's up? Last week we made a commitment to watch a lot of things. Just going to go ahead and preface this show with we ain't <laughs> watch all them things. <laughs> okay, so granted, I think I only think we had a ton, but we definitely said we were going to try to watch Dune, and neither one of us did that. I attempted to watch Dune. I could not get through it in the beginning, so I'm going to try it again. So maybe next it. week. I'm maybe. In fact, I'm probably, I'm almost feeling confident that I will watch Shang-Chi again before I make it to Dune. That means I got a whole week, and I'm probably still going to be sitting there like waiting on Shanti because I know that's going to be so great to watch at home. But so we didn't watch Dune, and um, last episode I was on, well, I had just finished the original Star Wars trilogy, and mm-hmm. I went ahead and leaked out that I had already watched Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And my goal was to finish watching the prequel trilogy by this week's episode. Mm-hmm. I am here to tell you that. Um, I don't know how to follow my own instructions, and I have officially finished all of the Star Wars trilogies. In fact, I finished the last one while (laughs) waiting for Dubcat to join the call. So I'm officially all the way caught up. And I'm going to watch Rogue One and Solo. But yeah. I guess I'm going to do that too. I mean, I've been I've been planning on it, but like the way that he is consuming this Star Wars content is 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 amazing. <laughs> so, we going to we going to start with Star Wars. We're going to go ahead and dive in. I'm going to tell you my opinion on it, some of my gripes. Um, but okay, so prequel trilogy. Mhm. Trash. <gasps> Just trash. <laughs> The whole thing was actually like good. Like uh, the thing that the closest in one of the episodes got to being good was um, the last one, mm. which whose you name is right now? Mm. What is it? Return of the Sith or Revenge of the Sith? Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So that was probably the closest one to getting it. But man, when I tell you, they didn't even make an effort with this dialogue in these movies. Oh my gosh! Like it was such a struggle just sitting there. Like y'all really sat down and was like, "Oh, this all sounds good," because it didn't. It didn't sound good. Like I was just really, really struggling. Like it was especially bad in Attack of the Clones. It was especially bad then. But so let me go through the thing. Okay, so one things I did like. Um, I liked that we got a visual to the things they had been discussing in the original trilogy. 
we understand why Darth Vader looked like Zordon. Um, we know why Palatine, what is it, Palatine? Palpatine. Palpatine, Palpatine. Yeah, we know why he looked like the raisin that he became. Like, those things kind of made sense. Um, we also understand how they got their army, which I thought, as weird as it sounds, that was a that was like a twist for me. To see, like, to see that Yoda had assembled all of these soldiers only to find out that they were already being controlled by the enemy. So when the time came to go ahead and flip that switch, it was nothing. It just, it also finally made it make sense. Like, we, they were living in a world where Jedi were everywhere. Everywhere. Like, there were tons of Jedi. So just seeing how they went from that to us watching the original trilogy and seeing what we only had like three or four <laughs> like Yoda, Obi-Wan before he died, Luke and Luke was it. I, yeah, that was it. And his sister, if you want to count his sister. Yeah. And I, I ter- personally don't even count her until the new trilogy, which they just kind of threw that at you. Like, Oh, she's going to use her power to get back in the ship. Mm hmm. And then we see her training with Luke and I think it was the final movie. Yep. And they just put those faces on those bodies. Like the face they put on her body didn't even look like her. Like they just didn't well, even I mean, make an effort. It's just, it's just paste a face up here. Well, they probably couldn't use her actual face. Because by the time well, they had made it, you know, they, they couldn't, she had died. They couldn't use his either because he was so much older now. Like. I feel like they they probably took an image from the old film and did that, but something about when they put it on her, it just made her look a lot more like Keira Knightley in the original, the prequel trilogy, than it did <laughs> her looking like you know Carrie Fisher or whatever. Technically, they could have used her daughter. I think her daughter looks enough like her. Mm-hmm. They could have manipulated it. Did you see her daughter in the in the um, final trilogy? Oh, where was she at? She was one of the chicks. Had hair, her hair was like done like layers a lot, lots of braids and stuff. Let me see. Let me she was part of the rebellion. Oh, okay. So I saw her. The funny part when I saw her, have you watched um Sex Education on Netflix? Mm-mm. Okay, well, this I'm gonna show you who she reminds me of. Sex Education cast. <laughs> she was this. She's a. Here she goes. Let me see. And, and I she especially reminded me of her because of how she wears her hair too. Um but that was really it for the uh, prequel trilogy. I didn't really like anything else. They should not have cast Samuel Jackson at all because he didn't even bother the train to learn how to use the lightsaber. Like he was literally out there swinging that lightsaber like we used to with them swords or sticks in the neighborhood. Like he really made no effort to learn how to use that thing. Um, and then I know um, it killed him to have to talk at a normal voice level. Because, you know, usually, I think in his contract, it requires that he screams at least twice. He does scream when they, cut, don't they um, cut off his hand or something. Yeah, because that's all they do in Star Wars movies. You're either going to have your hand cut off or you're going to have your head cut off. You barely die any other way unless you're a stormtrooper. Stormtroopers get the worst death, but they also are the worst characters in all of the movies. That's true. So question how did you feel mm-hmm. about the lightsaber action in the trip like in this prequel 
It was better, but what made it worse was the fact that a lot of their fights were CGI. So you could kind of tell because, you know, when they're flipping around, I mean, these people don't know how to do that mess. So, but technology at that time, this was the advanced version of technology. So looking at this now right. in 2021, I'm like, oh, these people look awful. Mm-hmm. And then um, Jar Jar Binks. Worthless. Why? I rewatched the um, Phantom Menace and I'm going to go through the rest of them. Um, but um, watching that first and I was like, well, I don't even understand his purpose. And he was popular. I know people said they didn't like him, but I remember him being in Pepsi commercials. I remember him. I think doing something for the Super Bowl during that time. Like, he was popular. And I'm just like, why? He was annoying. Incompetent. It was awful. Yeah, like, even, what was it? Attack of the Clones. He he was almost the reason for the full downfall of things out in the field. Like, he saved everybody by mistake. By mistake. Yeah, I was just, yeah. I was a little over that. Um, But... Okay, and Natalie Portman, um, I guess, but <laughs> you I know how it's they, Star Wars has a way of taking a character, making them seem like they're worth actually watching, and then just making them pointless for the remainder of the series. Because they did that with her, where she's as a kid, she's like this very strong, like strong-willed, strong-spoken woman, even though she's fourteen. And then as the movies go on, she's basically just reduced to a wife in hiding. And then, and then when you look at Finn and the new trilogy, since y'all know I'll finish that. Um, let me see. Let me bring up this particular um, flyer that I saw because it really upset me. Go ahead. Before, before you go to that, let me just say um, that CPS don't um, exist in the Star Wars world realm because let me tell you something, Natalie Portman and that little and Baby Annie, they need to be somebody need to come get them because the parents, the um, people, the adults around them have failed them. Okay, where is CPS? That and and then why is it that George Lucas was so willing to write these very nasty relationships with these people like when um natalie portman's character was it i've been calling her patricia y'all so y'all gonna bear with me patricia yeah patricia was 14 when she first met anakin anakin was nine i know that you know when people grow up it's like oh you know age don't feel like it's that big of a deal then because people are grown. They can make Mm -hmm. grown people decisions. I looked it up. Anakin for Attack of the Clones was either like 19 or 20. Mm -hmm. To me, he's still a baby. Like, he about to knock up Patricia. (laughs) I was just like, something about it just feels weird. Just like when we were talking about in the original trilogy, Han Solo was older than Leia and like while granted she was 19 still weird it felt like a bigger difference in age Mm -hmm. when you're looking at them like he really looked like a whole ass real adult and she was like one of them people that's like barely 18 barely legal so you know and I think what made also made it weird for me was the fact that he kept calling Luke kid Mm -hmm. and it was just like but if they're twins shouldn't she be kid too you nasty Mm-hmm. Ew, just give me the heat and then, like when you think about um, 
this the the prequel trilogy like anakin tells her to her face like i've never stopped thinking about you from the moment i first saw you when i was a kid ma'am there's nothing that's nice about that like in fact as an adult that would creep me out to even consider dating you like this man has probably been wanking himself since he was a child thinking about me this is not something that i can I can't resolve those emotions with that. It just doesn't, I don't get it. So prequel trilogy, like I'm not, if there was ever a time where I felt like I wasted my time, it was watching the prequel trilogy. I would have, excuse me, I would have preferred reading about it. If I read about it, I would have enjoyed it more, but watching it, I just, and and then like, Let's talk about Yoda. I need to have a moment about Yoda because ever since the Mandalorian, I've been looking at the um the his species. Like, oh my god, they're like my favorites. Yoda be pissing me off though, because Yoda be doing stuff like, "Ooh, I can barely walk. Let me take this cane and go up this hallway." And then there's an enemy. All of a sudden you hear the little stick pop out. He's standing there with it. Next thing you know, he done jumped off the walls and the ceiling. He done 50 flips in the air. He hits the ground. And then once it's over, okay, well, let me go and get this cane again. Because I'm tired. But I don't get it. (laughs) Just walk. Because clearly you can walk because you're flipping around everywhere. Maybe they were trying to like, they just wanted to. To um to be like he's an old man, but when he has to use the force, he's like a child again. I don't know. I guess. You're right. It's inconsistent. <laughs> it, it, there's no consistency with that at all. Like you really just went out here and you you're acting like an old person, then you're flipping around everywhere. I don't get it. Uh, you gonna first of all you gonna leave Yoda alone. I actually the Yoda is my favorite. Him and Yodel. The woman with the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, one thing that I wish they would have done something with Grogu. I think, I think they are because we already have a timeline for him. And there's but so much easy Because, you know, the last time we saw him, Luke took him to right. train him. Mm-hmm. But... No. I don't know. That's why I think they're going to explore in the Mandalorian. They have to because Grogu is like, I don't know. He was a fan favorite. They've made a bunch of money off of him. Um, so I'm sure he's coming back. Um, but like, I don't know where he stands in that. I mean, I mean, because there's just so much mystery surrounding him that I have questions about. And I'm sure that other people have questions about. You introduce this new character. We don't have any background on him. We don't know what happened. Um, and even if we do, like, what side does he choose? Mm-hmm. And on top of that, and then, is- and then technically, at this point in time, we should be seeing him. This is like one of those weird continu- continuity issues that might come up, unless he's been killed. But mom, since he ages so slowly, mm-hmm. like my mind would say that by the time that we got to this, I think they're calling it the Skywalker trilogy. Um. He would have probably been about the age that he he probably been able to present himself in the same way Yoda did in the prequel trilogy. Like mm-hmm. he probably would be that would probably be where he would be sitting as far as his age, I think, or close to it. 
Well, also, he he's older than um older than Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think I think new route stars talked about this. They try like they're trying to place him like where he would be. So technically during the trilogy, he should still be alive. Mm-hmm. Technically. Um well the last he should still be alive. Unless um, Luke kills him. Because what if that happened? Luke killed him. And I say and that because the- we saw in the new trilogy, you know, the the thought of seeing someone having that level of darkness in him made him want mm-hmm. to kill Ben. We already knew that Grogu was angry. What if he actually ends up getting killed by Luke? Hmm, interesting. That's interesting. And also, they were um, they brought it up on New Rock Stars, and it made a lot of sense. Made me think, which is why I'm so curious about Grogu, is that technically, when they traced his age back, mm-hmm. technically he should have been at the um, at the the Jedi training temple where Anakin went through and wiped out everybody. Mm-hmm. And that last one. Yeah. So Eric was like, he yeah. should have, if the math is right, then he should have been there during that time. Um, and I think, doesn't he, when he's talking to Ahsoka, he kind of talks about what happened, about where he was, how he was, because he don't remember. Hold on. He remembers he training. talking to Ahsoka? Yeah, on epi- whatever episode it was on the Mandalorian, he was telling her, he was oh. like, I was at the, the temple or whatever, and then he talked about how it went black. So mm. I'm wondering, like, I mean, during that time, if he was so powerful, they talk about how powerful he is, um, then why wasn't he been able to been found by Anakin during that time or anybody else during that time? Was he being hidden? Mm-hmm. I mean, we found that in the light, in all of the trilogies, somebody's being hidden. So it wouldn't be weird for it to happen in Mandalorian because in the original trilogy, we find out that Princess Leia was hidden so that Darth Vader didn't know he had a daughter. And it really still weird um, to me. Mm-hmm. He should be able so to I feel her. Was, well, I don't also don't think he she ever told him. It's always just been an assumption that it was one baby. Plus, I mean, he was three when he got her pregnant, so you know he don't know too much about the human body. I'm just saying. <clears throat> but yeah, so I'm, but, I'm I'm just wondering. I I really want to know more about Grogu. But I want to know, I do want to know more about Grogu, like how he got to where they found him. But I don't want to mm-hmm. spend a whole bunch of time. One episode is enough. And then we skip to him where he is currently, if he's still alive. But something mm-hmm. tells me because he was so popular that they're going to bring him back. I don't care if it is the main glory. Yeah, because I'm so interested in where he is now because like watching this, seeing how much time has passed, you know, Luke basically left. <clears throat> Around that time, but being, that, um, but being also burned down that happen. temple. Mm-hmm. What if Grogu but was like with you him? said, if Grogu was that strong, I mean, I'm sure that would have been nothing for him. So I mean, I'm wondering, like, what if what if Kylo killed him? Like, that's the thing. Like, and they've always just... been talking like there weren't. They specifically said in the last trilogy, there was only one Jedi left, and it's Ray. And but yeah, so it's just like but even before they knew Ray was that they only they thought there was only one left and it was Luke. Mm-hmm. They just didn't know where he went. So it's just I don't know. They I feel like they're gonna have some really a really hard decision to make when they try to resolve some of these continuity issues because clearly the Mandalorian the thought of the Mandalorian came after a lot of this stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And it probably sounded easy to just say, we're going to input it here. But then when you have these movies saying otherwise, and that should change the direction you probably had originally planned for this Mandalorian thing. And I bet you, you know what? I'm wondering if they, I, I don't think they anticipated Baby Yoda being so popular. Mm-hmm. But they made him so damn cute. I don't know how they couldn't, that they wouldn't think that those facial expressions, mm-hmm. my God. Right. But well, so that was my those are my thoughts about the the prequel trilogy. They could have kept it. So if we jump forward to the new trilogy, <laughs> um, so it's much better than the um, the prequel trilogy. Much, much, much better than the prequel trilogy. But I also feel like there were some. I don't know if I feel like the story mattered as much in the new trilogy. I feel like they knew they had the technology to make it look beautiful, which they did very well. But somehow I feel like there were moments where the story just kind of fell a little flat. Mm-hmm. Just like um, before we even started recording, I, I asked Dovecap, I'm like, so how is Palpatine back? And, you know, she was like, oh, he's a clone. But I had to look up to figure out the fact that in the, there's a book, and in that book it says that basically Palpatine was jumping from body to body. This is their assumption of what took place. So, you know, in the original trilogy, Darth Vader throws him into that little pit, and we see all the lightning and stuff. They claim that at that time, that's when he actually transferred his spirit to Exodor, whatever the place was that the final battle took place in the Rise of the Skywalker. Mm -hmm. And while it was there, that's how it was being put into these bodies. But because these bodies were not, I guess you can say, those bodies that could uh, handle the Jedi and the Force, the Jedi spirit and the Force that comes along with it, um, these bodies kept decaying. He basically would go from body to body. And in the book, it basically goes from him doing that to him trying to transfer his spirit into the child of Han Solo and Leia. So in here we see this, but then even look at it, he, the he's on a machine. Mm-hmm. Like when they show him, he's like hooked up and everything. And I'm just like, was he being put inside of each of these these disciples and stuff that we keep seeing in the audiences? Like, because he's st- he's like at a Trump rally. Like, somehow he has so many people that are there to cheer for him all the time. But I, I didn't that part I didn't quite understand. And then I also mm-hmm. kept thinking about the Mandalorian, and I'm like, okay, I'm guessing the Mandalorian came. The thought for the Mandalorian came after a lot of this, so maybe they hadn't really fully thought out the timeline for that. Or, like we said, maybe they're just, we're just assuming that he ended up dying. And technically it's before, it's before that last trilogy. Mm-hmm. And um, sometime after whatever Luke's year, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I would say Ray. Ray is the most badass Jedi they had. Sis was killing it from the moment we saw her and she didn't even realize she had the force in her. But since we are talking about that, can we talk about, and let me find her name because, um, (laughs) because it's worth talking about. We must discuss it. Okay. So there's a character named Maz Kanata. 
Maskanada. I'm probably not even pronouncing the name properly, but oh, I didn't know that uh, Lupita was part Mexican. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, that just I just happened to look that up. But Lupita played this character. I have been trying to figure out why the whole time we saw that character up there, like her face looked like she had two booty holes there, and I don't understand how. They just and I got it, I guess, because she was always wearing her little I quit. I think he's but man, quit. those are two booty holes. Those are two booty holes. We're not gonna talk about her booty holes. Can we talk about how badass she is? <clears throat> I couldn't get to that because I was stuck on the booty holes on her face. This is very difficult for me. <laughs> very difficult for me. I mean, because you already know there ain't too many black people in the film as it is. But then when we get them, we got one lady who got booty holes on her face. And then we got Finn. Oh, but like I told Dovecat, I did appreciate how they made subtle references to the fact that Finn was gay. They It went right the past first me, one. so now I have to watch it again. <laughs> it's literally one of his first lines when he's talking to Finn. I mean, talking to Ray, like, after she finishes trying to beat him up and they try to get away. She talks about going back to that planet. And he's like, no, why would you go back there? Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a cute boyfriend? And I was like, hmm, I caught that. <laughs> so then I Googled it and I said, oh, they did. He was intended to be gay. One thing that I am upset about as it relates to his character, though, in the first movie, the flyer shows him with a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And granted, he did have one helping mm-hmm. fighting at some point. It is very misleading because it makes you feel like, oh, we're actually about to get another Black Jedi. Well, I think, honestly, <laughs> and I could be wrong because I don't know J.J. Abrams, period. You know, we're not friends. I don't mm-hmm. have his number, so I can't text him and ask. But I think maybe maybe they wanted to go in that direction because John um, John Boyega talks about how he felt like, he, in a nice way, he basically says that Disney kind of um, effed up this role. Mm-hmm. Because it could have gone in so many directions. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. maybe that J.J. Um, Abrams probably maybe had intention. Because, I mean, he says that he can ha- he feels like he has a little bit of the force. He says that, alludes to that. And that's what he wanted to mm-hmm. tell Ray. And um, I, maybe that was how it was going. But Disney was like, not on my watch. Right. I was, I was bothered by that. And that's one thing. That's, this is another example of a character that started off with such promise and then they just yes. reduced him as the movies went on because mm-hmm. in that first movie he felt like i mean he obviously didn't feel like as big of a star as ray was in it but he clearly came off like he was going to be a very important person through the the course of these films and then as it went on it just kind of his character just diminished it does and, and barely so much get so- much of anything from him in the fa- last film and so much so that it's funny because John John Boyega must have some type of star quality, some type of star power, because every time when they did those junkets, those press junkets to promote the movie, he was always there with the chick that plays Ray and Oscar Oscar Isaac. And it's just like mm-hmm. to me that the way that, that was intentionally done to yes. try to attract, you know, black people yes. because it's like if we market this to seem like he's this is like a star skin hutch thing, like this is basically her sidekick kind of thing that maybe people want to come. And just like that, and like I said, they didn't they didn't really use him because well they used him because they knew I mean because John Boyega got popular as these movies got more popular as these movies were coming mm-hmm. out, 
And um, and I think they definitely used him on these press tours to get people to come and watch without even seeing the movie. And like, I, like, I don't know, like that second movie and that third movie was just kind of just like the only person that made sense to me and where they, the progression was Ray. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was her movie, but I mean, the other two, I'm just like, <clears throat> what we got going on here? So I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm gonna be alone in this. Well, probably not alone, but probably the only person who thought this was I the only one confused that Leia and Han Solo made that as a son. Like I just yeah. assumed that he wouldn't look so not cute. Look now, <laughs> <laughs> what's that baby name? It, he, he was definitely giving me Marilyn uh, uh, Manson vibes. He does look like Marilyn Manson. Every time I see him, I think that he just got a little bit more sense to him. Is it Adam Driver? Is that who I'm? Mm-hmm. Let me look. I need to, yeah, Adam Driver. He's not unattractive. I mean, people love him. The what? He, he, won't, he won't in that. He does have a movie mm-hmm. coming up. He just looked like he was supposed to be Keanu Reeves, but then like guys stopped working. Shut up. His Wikipedia page, the picture on his Wikipedia looks like he was turning into Keanu Reeves. He um, he's got what movie? He got um, House of Gucci with Lady Gaga coming out that I want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting. It's probably going to be pretty good. And there was one more movie. I don't know. I can't. He looks like that other dude. What's his name? To me, hold on. Now I gotta find it. The pianist, I think, is the name of the movie. I, I, I typed in Adam Driver looks like, and the first picture is Keanu Reeves. Is it? He looks like Adrian and, Brody to me. And, and then somebody said Adam Driver looks like an amateur artist tried to draw Keanu Reeves. I. <laughs> this sounds like everyone is thinking like me. Like he was like the unfinished product. I mean, they do look alike. I ain't gonna sit here in front. They do look alike. So, but yeah, but he looks like Keanu Reeves. He looks like Adrian Brody to me as well. Um, but um, I mean, he played Kylo Ren like I like how he I mean, played he did on. well in the role. I just, I just hate he, he can't. He was he was played as a very very broken man, and which I did not understand because he did not have to be. That was what was weird to me. See, I think that this this is what I think. I think that it was probably not a secret to him or anyone that um that he had this relationship with Darth Vader and this is just something that's going to plague their family. So, I'm thinking like imagine that you are being trained to be a Jedi and your uncle was going to kill you because he felt like something reminded him of that bad person. But like probably okay. and then if let's say you're someone like you know thinking about the the textbook broken white people person or whatever, like you know if it comes down to it, you know some people he he probably was trying to find himself as it was, like you know he was looking at the thing he was in his teenage years when this all kind of happened, so I'm like you're trying to find out who you was, you don't know who you are, and then when. And before you figure out who you are, you're labeled as this person. 
And I I just like how do I don't know how anyone else would have handled waking up to their uncle their lightsaber extended and they're about to kill them. Because that's 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 a lot to digest. And then we already know that people who have the force in them become very sensitive. It's like you either going to be good or you're going to be bad. So it's probably like even if he started to feel a type of way, it probably wouldn't have taken much for it to start nudging him in that side where he started to feel like he was. This this might be what made my da- uh, granddaddy this way kind of thing. But see, what's weird though to me, because like I guess it's one of those continuity <laughs> things is like the whole thing of the um the last what is it the Return of the Jedi? What's that that last film and that first one? Mm-hmm. Return, Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Right. Mm-hmm. The whole premise of him at the end was trying to redeem his father mm-hmm. because he could see some redeeming qualities in him. Right, which is so weird mm-hmm. to me that he would like try to kill, which I thought was weird too that he would try to kill his nephew as opposed to trying to appeal to his the good mm-hmm. side. And it was kind of well, just you, like you were able to do that with your dad. What makes you think that you wouldn't have been able to do that to someone before they got that far? Exactly. And I was just like, this is, I mean, it just felt so weird to me because I was just like, Kylo, Ben, whatever you want to call him, did not have to be that way. It was just like you are choosing to be this when you don't have to be. I don't know if Darth Vader, because I guess because I've seen all the other trilogies up to this point, like, I don't know, I kind of think that he was kind of manipulated into choosing the dark side. But at mm-hmm. that point, you know, he just kind of fell into it. I don't think it was mm-hmm. something that honestly, I think that if given the choice of choosing between going on the dark side and not without that extra manipulation, I don't think he would have chosen it. Oh, no, I don't think so either. It, it took, just because he, he was already like a naturally rebellious person, but it wasn't yes. something that was so bad that you would think it would turn into that. Because even when he was like that, there was a clear respect and admiration for um, Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Like he, he respected him. He saw him as a dad. So it was like, I don't think had that other guy had Palpatine not been doing the stuff that he was doing to influence those decisions and keep making him think that these people were out to get him. I don't think, like you said, I don't think he would have done that. I think he would have mm-hmm. stayed the straight path. And, but Palpatine could see that there was a opportunity there and he took yeah. full advantage of it. And what's crazy though, I probably wouldn't have said that had I not known about kind of like the premise of Clone Wars, knowing that Anakin mm-hmm. is in Clone Wars, knowing that he was, he did make it to be a Jedi Knight, um, mm-hmm. and just knowing he had a Padawan in Ahsoka, and just knowing that about him, I guess, you know, after all of that, I'm just like, honestly, I don't think, definitely don't think he would have come to that on his own. And even mm-hmm. so, even seeing how he was as like a little boy. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, you ain't gonna talk to me. I am not a slave, but you can see how good he was. That was what mm-hmm. was like, yikes, So, um, I don't know. That whole thing with Kylo Ren was just weird to me. Um, mm-hmm. but I hate it. I hate how his character, like, I hate how he ended too. Like, I just kind of felt like y'all didn't want Ray to be with nobody because technically she, I mean, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> All of that, and now again, she's the last Jedi. <laughs> Could have we went easily- from having the last like it's just some no it's to me all they're working extra hard to dead the jedi <laughs> period like because they're not even trying to help the the, um, the jedi population grow they just because you know if they would have stayed together you know they would have made a baby or even twins or something mm-hmm. weird and those babies would have been had the force mm-hmm. with them. Like, I mean, and it just would have continued because that Skywalker line is like, 
it. Mm-hmm. Which I still think is weird watching Phantom Menace. I'm just like, so you just had an immaculate conception with Anakin. He just popped up in your belly. How you know that she was pregnant? Mm-hmm. You won't hurt mm-hmm. nobody. Right, so and then, and then the fact that who was it? Was it Obi? Obi Wan gonna look at her and be like, "Is it his?" I would have leaned my. What you think happening over here? What What you think I be doing? You think I'm just out here? Yeah. But which is why, and since you mentioned Obi Wan, I'm excited for his series because I want to know what they're going to discuss. Mm. What are we getting in Obi Wan? Yeah, where where time period is it expected to take place in? I have no but Anakin's gonna be in it. I just refuse to call him Darth Vader. That baby name is Anakin. His mama called him Anakin. I'm gonna call him Anakin. And if I'm feeling frisky, I'm gonna call him Annie. <laughs> but right, um so, he's gonna okay, be in the so show. It says, no, well, this isn't gonna be interesting. Okay, so I mean, I'm let me not write it off. But it says that the series begins. With Obi-Wan Kenobi watching over Luke Skywalker on Tatooine. It takes place ten, place, um, 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. Well, so, Anakin being in it, he's already Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. So it may, we may see that we might see something in that that somehow kind of connects to Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, because they don't really, they don't really explore in that first trilogy. They don't really explore Obi-Wan. We know that Luke knows him as Ben. And I'm wondering if he had like a close relationship with Luke. Mm. Kind of watching out for him. Mm-hmm. But even then, Obi-Wan would have known that Luke had the force. Mm. I think that, yeah, I think he's probably always known. And he just, just like, regardless of whether it was going to turn out that way or not, he needed to make sure that he was in a place to keep him safe from him. Mm. <clears throat> so that would be interesting. I guess this would be cute to see how different Anakin and Luke were when you look at them around the age, because if this is taking 10 places, I mean, 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, then Luke is going to be about the same age that we saw Anakin as in the prequel trilogy. Yep. So you'll so be able to cute. compare their personalities. Oh my God, he was so cute. Oh, I just, he was the cutest little kid. That's why I was just like, there's just no way that Anakin just would have made that decision on his own. He's just too sweet. Mm-hmm. Just too sweet. And um, and then he had his little haircut at the end. It was so cute. Oh, I loved it. Oh, um, O'Shea uh, Jackson is going to be in it. He is in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then Kamal. Come on, who? Kamel Ali Nanjiani. He's going to be from in From Eternals? Yeah, he's going to be in it. He's been cast, too. I don't know what he's, his role is going to be. They haven't disclosed it yet, but yeah, he's going to be in it. Is he going to be busted? <laughs> because, you know. I mean, he's going to have to be. I don't think he's going to give it up for, um, just so he got to get buff all over again. He's kind of kept it, too. We know that the Eternals are returning. They are returning. He has kept it. Um... He has kept it. He's still big. Mm-hmm. So when he was on Jimmy Fallon and he still looks kind of <gasps> But I think he said that he mm-hmm. enjoyed it. So he might just stay with mm-hmm. it. Maybe. Until he get a, a role that wants him to play like a, a, a cocaine addict or something. Because, you know, they love to do that to people. They'd be like all buff and then the next thing you know, they got to be like really skinny and then have to get big again. Who did it happen to most recently? 
uh, what's it? I know I remember that happening in the Christian Bell. Yeah, he did. Going from Batman to then something else and then having to go right back. I was like, because you imagine the type of stuff that does to your body. Like having to basically, in a way, be like a little bit malnourished <laughs> just so that you can get really skinny. <clears throat> did I read something? Something about Tom Hanks getting diabetes because of his the change in weight, his weight fluctuating for role. Is that who I read? Maybe I just made that up. But I feel like somebody had some like type of health issues from fluctuating their weights for roles. Which seems dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I don't know. I'm interested. See, I'm, I'm looking really to see what led up to his diagnosis. Uh, it doesn't seem okay. I mean, I I don't know if they're saying it's directly connected to it, but apparently he, you know, he's done some drastic things to gain weight and stuff for movies. So he probably didn't really consult somebody. So he's going. He went about getting bigger probably in a very unhealthy way so that probably mm. didn't con- that probably didn't help him i tell you what else i noticed about um little anakin um he kind of looked like 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 him and luke could be cousins or something mm. like how luke looked in the first move like i feel like especially with the haircut they had they had him in like before he cut his hair um into mm. like that Jedi ponytail thing, but um, it definitely looked he he looks to me. I like look at him. He kind of looked like Luke, baby Luke though. Mm-hmm. Like when Luke was in the sixties. Yes, they probably did that intentionally. Like, oh to, yeah, you know, make it so that there were some type of similarities from them as kids, and then they just said, "We don't care what Han and Leah like when they were kids. We just throw this body of this being." Solo in here and just claim that that's what they made. He just don't even look like he would have been a product of them at all. I can't believe he killed his daddy though. That was weird. I'm like, his desire to go to the dark side, which made was no so sense. High that he killed his daddy. Just made no sense to me. I was just like, yo, it don't make sense, dog. I'm just like, so you just gonna kill your daddy for what? For mm-hmm. what? And then his daddy ended up being the one to make him. Go back to being Ben. Mm-hmm. That made me a little emotional which, in the movie. Uh, which I was still, I don't like that. I just wish that they made an effort a little bit more to differentiate these memories from like real stuff because mm-hmm. he looked real. It didn't look like a memory. So I'm like, how the hell is he back? And then he's like, I'm a memory. Oh, that's what memories look like now? <laughs> but, okay, so new trilogy. What else do I like? Um, I like that they finally let Leia um showcase that she had the force in her and had started learn had learned to use it. Cause they had the scene when she was out of the ship and she reached out. I thought she was dying and she opened up her hand her eyes and pulled herself back. So I said, okay, so you do know how to use it. Cause we had already been hinted in the original trilogy that, you know, there is another. They had, yes, I just thought it was because, dumb that she didn't keep her so, lightsaber. She didn't keep practicing as a Jedi. Did she try to keep it a secret? I don't know. Because it was in some forest and some trees. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. Han didn't want her to, to and stay. Or maybe. mask and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. 
So maybe that's what it was. Maybe they were just trying to keep it a secret, but then they she claimed that she was putting away her Jedi and she it would come out to someone else who could further what she's been doing or some crap like that. But let's see. First movie. Okay, so I think this is in the second. Yes, it was in the second. The whole I was very, very disappointed at the downfall of the Supreme Leader. So you know, was like he was sitting like over there. Yeah, he looked like his face had been cracked a little bit and everything. He was real mm-hmm. big. So, like, this whole thing, we see that he is, like, incredibly strong. He even says himself out loud that he knows what Anakin thinks. I mean, not Anakin, but um, being, because I don't like calling him the other name, being Solo is thinking. He knows he knows what he's about to do, all this other stuff. So, you know all of this stuff. You say out loud, not even a good minute before this happens to you, that you know what be going through his mind. You know what he, you can understand his thoughts and all this other stuff. And then you just get cut in half. Like, and it was so underwhelming. I'm like, you got somebody like him that's that strong from a story development uh, perspective. Y'all were so intimidated by trying to figure out how you're going to create a fight scene with this guy that you just said, let's find a way to kill him in an easier way so that we can build up to something else. Which because I mean, we're listening to him describe fight. stuff that that didn't even make sense. Like the fact that he was so strong that he was the one that built built the the telepathic connection between Ray and Ben for them to be sitting and talking to each other through their minds. Like this is how strong this man is, and then boom, just that was it. Was it smooth? Yes, I thought it was pretty smooth. But still, it just was very underwhelming that you have someone that strong, that powerful, that, and that's the way he dies. <laughs> do you think they're going to do any more Star Wars related Jedi type of stuff? Probably going to take, if they did, is they're going to take a break kind of like they did before. I think they're well, going to, they're only going to read this. Yeah, because I got a lot of things I can add in here. <laughs> got some stuff I can take out. I also thought it was interesting that the two stormtroopers that we know of that um, rebelled against the them or whatever, both were black. I thought that was cool. You got Finn, and then what's her name, Jana? Something, but they, but even that, I felt like was poorly done. Mm-hmm. It wasn't thought out. Yeah. They could have expanded or expounded or whatever. They could have done that a little bit more with that story. They could have fleshed it out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But, Can we um, also discuss how the Asian girl Pointless, worthless Didn't understand why she was there <laughs> Yeah that and then the fact that Finn was going to Sacrifice himself by driving the ship Into this thing and blowing up all of that stuff She flew Into his spaceship And stopped him from doing that All I'm thinking in my mind is Literally it would have been over For the most part Until the old man Palpatine found a way to do some stuff because that would have killed Ben. That would have killed all of these people over here. All of that would have shut down. Your biggest threats were right there. And she decided she wanted to play bumper cars with him and just drive into him, risk killing herself because sis was almost dead in there. Stupid. And they could have all ended right then. I would have actually respected it. I would have been sad that Finn was dead, but I would have liked that he went out like a G. 
Because and he decided he was going to do what none of y'all other hoes wanted to do. And can I just say that um, Disney didn't do a really good job of protecting her? Well, maybe they did because, um, you know, when it came out, she was getting a lot of, they were all types of racial slurs and death threats, a lot of other good stuff because she was cast in this movie. Um, and I think she's the voice of Rhea. Mm, yes, she is. So I'm just like, I guess Disney was just like, well, we didn't really do for you what we should have. So here's this role. Here's a coin. Here's a pretty little coin. Let me give you a coin. Mm-hmm. But I mean, well, we Ray was good, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good movie. So yeah, first cool. movie was I, I. I really enjoyed the Force Awakens. What Awakens? Awakens. I did not care as much for the last <clears throat> the last Jedi. I was really bothered by that was that was the way that Luke Skywalker was gonna go out. Like, that was just whack. Because in my mind, I'm thinking like, look, sir, you know it ain't ain't nobody out here but you and her left in the Jedi. Because she's still trying to, you know, find a way to bust her wide open for Ben so that he can come back to the Jedi side. Shut up. So it's just y'all two. You know that. And you're like, "Hmm, let me subtract one. Like, you didn't feel like you could have just helped. Y'all couldn't. Have, I mean, you were still clearly able to train and do all this other mess. You couldn't have helped. Y'all couldn't have done some things together. Maybe she could have held. Like I just, I don't, I don't know. So I'm thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So he went into isolation because of what happened with Ben. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking, I was just like Yoda did the same thing, but I'm wondering why Yoda did it. Maybe it was because he felt responsible for what took place in the um. Well, in the prequel trilogy, I mean, because when you think about it, he, he was the reason they even had access to that army. He built the army, and then that whole army ended up turning against everyone. He probably felt responsible for the deaths of so many of these Jedi. So, I mean, that might be why no, he went into hiding. He was felt guilty. Mm-hmm. Well, not in hiding, but he hiding. just, you know, he was just kind of in the rocks. Definitely in solitude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Obi Wan was like, "Well, that's ending now." <laughs> okay, right. But so, okay, and, so and 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 if Obi Wan was talking to Luke, right? How mm-hmm. come we didn't Luke talking to Ray? Right, and then something else that really bothered me too. <clears throat> so the Jedi are dead, but they can still do stuff with the living. I say that using the example of in the final film, um, Ray decides that she wants to stay in solitude like Luke did, and he convinces her not to go. And oh, uh, she was like, "Oh," and she was like, "Well, I can't get back." He says, "Well, you have everything you need." She goes and finds another one of the little, ro- ro- I mean, triangle pyramid-looking things. But mm-hmm. then <clears throat> that's when you see the ship start coming out of the water. And then you see Luke over here doing the motion that's showing that he's the one that's bringing this up. So you mean to tell me y'all could have been helping with a lot more stuff and y'all just haven't? Because clearly you still have some type of connection to the living because you out here talking to the Jedi and stuff. But you also are able to lift this ship that's been underwater this entire time because it definitely didn't trigger because she picked up a triangle. (laughs) So you literally lifted that up. I just, I don't know. There, there were some things that just didn't make sense. Um, but I guess 
for looking at it from a conclusion perspective, I guess it ended okay. They could have been a lot more clear about some things because they didn't do well with explaining the whole Palpatine being still alive thing. To me, it still doesn't make sense that Palpatine took so much of the force from them in order to give himself a new makeover and somehow uh, Ben was able to give her enough of the force to bring her back from the dead at the expense of his own body. Like how I just don't understand that. Cause we literally watch him take a lot from them. <laughs> mm-hmm. In fact, based off of what I saw and what I end up reading, the only reason that um, Ray was even able to beat him is because she was she was she had gotten help from the Jedi. Mm-hmm. They were the ones helping her to fight this final battle. So, but he had help from nobody because clearly they said we only helping her because so far in all of this history of all the Star Wars, whenever uh, any of these hoes die, they don't help nobody. They talk to you, but they ain't doing stuff like Luke bringing up ships and lending power. Like she just created a spirit bomb or something. There's just so much that just does not make sense to me. (laughs) You know what is crazy? Because I just keep thinking about, I know we have to move on, but I keep thinking about like when these Jedi's die, some poof and then some, they, they don't poof. And, but I'm like, but I'm like, if Anakin is one of the most powerful ones, if anybody, he should be poofing. Anakin did not poof. They had to burn his ass up. I just, I don't understand. But I tell you what, I don't know. I guess the way that it ended, they could definitely pick up with that. I'm curious why her lightsaber was orange. I guess they're just trying to differentiate the, the ability, the powers, or something. I don't know. I don't know. Just like I. Okay, so I want to know. Where Ben got his lightsaber from, because that thing was dope. Like it was like all lightsaber. Like even kind of went out like a sword and everything. Like his was dope. It was. Oh, and okay, because so, I feel like I could I wasn't fully understand what I was looking at. Was Ray fighting herself at one point? I think she that when she was fighting herself, was, it was representing the dark side of her, is what I'm thinking. Okay. <clears throat> No, I just couldn't tell because while they looked the same, they kind of didn't look the same. Yeah, so I was staring I think, at them and I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but yeah, I think that's what that was because even Luke was just like, "I ain't never seen nobody lean into the force like you did with no fear," and he was like kind of bothered by that. Um, but yeah, I think that was really her when she she just <laughs> went and she was fighting the dark side of herself, but she made the choice. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was just like, she made the choice to be good, and I had just never. Mm-hmm. There was so much good in Ben, and he just wanted to be bad, and I just didn't understand it. I just, I mean, I get your explanation, but it still don't make sense to me. And then I also feel like, you know, she was, honestly, I don't feel like anyone was ever talking to her, trying to encourage her to go either way. Well, like, you Mm -hmm. know, clearly, you know, um, Ben wanted her to come to the dark side, but the type of way that she wasn't going through the same motions that Luke or Anakin went through where someone was really like manipulating them to have it happen. So it was like, it probably made it easier for her just because of that. No one was really trying to manipulate her. She didn't have people trying to pull her left and right. It was like, we just, and then honestly, I mean, she didn't really have too many of people on the 
the good side to convince her that that was the way that she needed to go. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, she really just operated, I know right from wrong, and that's just not right. Mm. Yeah. Of course, it would take a woman to be able to be like, I can think for myself, and this ain't right. <laughs> she was bad at Light Ray a lot. Yeah. She was dope. I, I think she was a definite highlight. Um, they could have used their Black people better. I did like Poe as well. Poe was cool. <laughs> yeah, I liked him. Oh, what was the guy from um, Guardians of the Galaxy? He was in this. Uh, he was in... It's either the first or the second one. I want to say it was the second one um, for the Star Wars movies. But he was oh, in the Guardians of the Galaxy. He was the the guy, the collector, who had the stuff. Oh. That, um, what is his name? Benicio uh, Del Tor- uh, Toro. Yep. I was about to he say the dude in, from um, um, Trap, something. Never mind. Don't listen. What's that movie that he was in? Oh, maybe he wasn't. That wasn't him. I'm looking at this filmography. Oh, yeah, it was The Last Day That I. He was the. Um, they went to go find like somebody, a mechanic or somebody, a decoder. Did he flip on them or something? Yeah, he flipped on them. That's who he was. I was like, you trash. But I've watched all of the Star Wars main films. I'm proud of myself. Um, I don't feel like I um, gained anything from it. But I at least will understand references that people make to it because you know, I don't feel like I, I don't, after watching them, I don't feel like I missed out on anything because of all of the nine films that I watched, I don't think anyone anywhere can be like, this one was exceptional. Mm. Like as a whole, I can see why people might enjoy them, but like... It's definitely more of a cultural thing that got them to where they are than it oh, actually definitely. being quality films. They were just, you know, the first of its kind. And, and I'm almost going to bet you we watch, when we watch mm-hmm. Clone Wars, I bet you it's going to be better than all the movies. Probably. So, Sorry. just because I, I needed to see this before we transitioned over, George Lucas is worth $7 billion. Uh, <laughs> Seven billion dollars. I need to email and him and see if him and his wife are interested in adopting a thirty-five-year-old. Um, you know, help with the family mm-hmm. business. Right, and then you know, he's married to a black woman, so he is. Mm-hmm. He Who sure was the shit in her own right before she got married to him? Mm-hmm. She's twenty-five years younger than him, so. This, this and it's whole... weird they got married. They got married, and because I looked it up, because I was interested, because I was wondering if they had any children mm-hmm. together. And they got married in 2013, and they had a baby the same year via a mm-hmm. surrogate. Mm-hmm. But like you so, said, she um, was a bad one before she even met him. She was before she got married. She was, I mean, she, she was actually our Black Magic one week on on the podcast because she had been. Um, Name to the chair uh, board for Starbucks this year. Mm. Yep. But yeah. so he. Um, I guess this this this. I guess that's it for Star Wars talk, huh? That's it. Oh, never mind. That's not that's not relevant. Never mind. Okay. Never mind. But that's it for Star Wars. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
So that means that we are going to the meat of this episode. Oh, for the first time since we have been doing the podcast, Dove Cat was able to see a Marvel film before me. This is the very first time. She beat me. And when I say the girl, but she beat me. (laughs) I beat him. I beat him. And my experience was. It was different, mm-hmm. um, but um, I was there. I was in there, and I have thoughts about Eternals. How but, how packed um, was it in your room, your theater? Because my ours was really packed. You know, this is going to sound horrible, mm-hmm. right? I walked in and I walked straight mm-hmm. to my seat. I didn't look up, but the movie theater that I went to kind of made it hard to look up because. Mm-hmm. You know what? They got little partition walls in there or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And your bae would have been um, accepting and he would have accepted going to this movie theater because you had seats that kind of reclined. Um, they bring That's the only way to go. To I mean, I guess. I mean, now I'm spoiled and I probably won't ever go back to a movie theater if they don't have footrest because I was comfy mm-hmm. in that bitch. Um, oh, the one we went to actually had seat warmers. It's scary because I hit the button. I was like, whoa, why is it getting hot? I thought it was about to like blow up, but then I saw that they had like three different temperatures for the seat warmers. Well, that's fancy. The one thing mm-hmm. I did not like, which probably would make me not want to go see it on a Thursday ever again, um, is the amount of people. There were a lot of people there. Like, and then you know, with that, you have to get reserved seating. So, of course, my mm-hmm. whole row was filled with people, and I had people on mm-hmm. both sides of me, um, which mm-hmm. weren't bad. We weren't close because of how plush the seats and stuff were, but I just didn't mm-hmm. like breathing the same air as them. So, mm-hmm. I would probably like to go watch it on a Tuesday at four o'clock by myself mm-hmm. if I had to be a yes. choice, and that's um, if I had to have that choice, but and that was pre COVID too. I'm kind of weird like that as well. Like, I'll go if it's packed. That's fine. Cool to be in the theater with all those people. Mm-hmm. But since COVID, I'm just like, I don't want to be next to y'all. Because I don't know you. But it was it was good. But anyways, what are your thoughts on Eternal? Um, Cause we I haven't enjoyed really it. About it. I enjoyed it. I feel like the reviews were not accurate to what I saw. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of went into it like you know I know that when it comes to like especially comic book films anyway you're not gonna please everybody so sure. like it's gonna go here or there it's, I'm, but I'm gonna go into it neutral because but I couldn't hide the fact that I was still excited like regardless of what people were saying I was still excited about wanting to see the movie because of everything it represented and wanting to know where it was gonna go and how it was gonna fit in the existing Marvel story so mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, there were some moments where I felt like from a story perspective, things kind of like it was going well, but then it's like they tried to speed up to catch up with where the story should have been mm-hmm. by a certain point. So I felt like it didn't have a steady pace sometimes when it came to the story. But I do think that they did a good job of balancing story with action because it was almost like, OK, you got some action, then you got some story and then you came back with some action and then you went back to the story. And then you, so you, they made sure that they filled this space and then for it to be two hours and 30 minutes. I've sat through movies that were two hours and 30 minutes that felt longer than this. Mm. It did go by so, pretty fast. Yeah. But it might have been a Um, I Oh, I want to say fuck Sprite. Um, 
Forever. I hope you stub your toe in the corner of a bed. Forever. Um, I want to say Fastos has a place in my heart. He was dope. His family was so cute. Um, Makari. <laughs> Makari is my fave. She's my fave. She was I mean, so badass. And then she made me feel like, okay, we've seen plenty of movies and TV shows and stuff with people with super speed. She, to me, finally made me feel like having super speed made me powerful because she was coming through with these punches or like even in this, the opening sequence when the demon was coming up on the beach and she went so fast, but she stopped. But it was the speed and the force of her moving that fast that knocked the deviant back. Like, and I didn't even realize that until I watched um, Eric Voss break down the trailer. And he was like, if you look at it, she literally is going so fast. She stops before she gets to him. And it's the force of her getting there that knocks the thing back. I'm just like, it's just small stuff like that. I love that they did something a little bit dif- different with Super Speed. She was, she was so dope, though. So, so dope. And Thena. Thena was cool. <sighs> Angelina Jolie is a good ass actress. I just she want to say is. that she she does well in anything, even if the movie ain't mm-hmm. that good. This will be she delivers, <laughs> she delivers because she believe I believed her. I did she, too. Like that fear that she had in her face all the time, like not being able to control what's happening, not remembering what just took place. It it kind of makes you think of like um, what is it? People that have like dementia or alzheimer's or something where they have certain episodes and then it's just that fear of when you come back you have no clue what's happening it's just uh she was so good though she was so so good so good mm. Gilgamesh. Oh, Ooh, I no, you know who isn't getting enough attention um kingo's assistant <laughs> oh my gosh he was sorry. amazing <laughs> i loved him I loved him. I loved him. He was so he was funny. Hilarious. He was. He was. He was like, I apologize oh, many times. And he was like, you haven't apologized enough. Yeah, he was it. so, he was so funny. And then oh, I got, I felt like my heart dropped when, you know, there's a scene at the end of the movie where. We should have said spoiler alert. Um, yeah, we talk about the movie. Y'all should know. but like it was this scene where it's like you clearly there's a divide in the group and kingo was like well um i'm just gonna leave like he decided he was just gonna leave and do you just see i think his name is karoon and he's just like it was a pleasure to meet you all oh he was crying and stuff oh yeah i was like whoa no don't do that don't do that it was too much I didn't like that he chose himself ultimately. I didn't like that about that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm um, not even shocked. The whole movie he was he he came off kind of selfish a little bit. Um, even when he fought and stuff, there was something very elitist or Johnny Cage like about him. Like it was like a spectacle. It was a, like I think that movie star thing that he developed to mm-hmm. go on for decades starts to really seep into his personality. And I think he also found himself in the middle because he understood what Icarus was doing, but he also could understand why we wouldn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. But he also, but he seemed to lean more towards Icarus, but he didn't have that manic response to it. Like he felt like he needed to do all that. He didn't feel like he needed to impose that. That's what he felt on everybody else, which is kind of what Icarus was doing. 
but then but this is i guess what bothered me the most um and i kind of was i kind of i kind of got i wasn't mad at him you know by the time he left because he was just like basically there's no win in this he didn't have faith in cersei he's there there's no win in this i'm not going mm -hmm. to help him hurt y'all mm -hmm. so i was like okay you, you redeemed yourself a little bit, a little bit, but I still think that's a punk ass way to go out because mm -hmm. if anything, you would have lived. Mm -hmm. Like, even, so that was the thing, like everybody, all of the Etones, I can see why all of them would be on board because even if they fail, they still would live, mm -hmm. right? Or whatever, because they're not real, but they would still be alive. So to me, it just kind of seemed like I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to go against it. Well, he first of all, he didn't feel like he was strong enough to go against Eric. Yeah. That was yeah, number he one. Looked at him. He looked at him like that. Mm -mm, he's the strongest one here. Don't need to play me with like that. And then because McCarr was like, what are you doing? And he was just like, I can't go up against him. It's Icarus. And then he was just like, I can't go up against him, but I'm not going to sit here and help y'all, which I thought was punk as hell. And mm -hmm. he rolled up out of there. So, I mean, it was like almost like protection of self when he didn't have to, because that was the one thing that would have been for sure, was that he would have lived. Just like, I'm shocked that they even were able to win in the end because the whole thought of the Unimind concept was that it was going to be all of their powers contributing to it. Mm -hmm. He ain't contribute to that. He was gone. But he said that, but then, but didn't um, Fastos was just like that it would connect all of us even if we're not together. Didn't he say that? Or Cersei, somebody Maybe. said that? Maybe, but I'm like, even even if that was the case, then why not show him rising? Mm. They didn't even include him in that whole little segment, but let me see. Let's go back. Let's see. So story-wise, like, how did you feel about things? Um, story, Let me go to my characters and I'll do story-wise. Um, mm -hmm. I do want to apologize to Druid. Mm -hmm. Because I really thought they mislabeled him. I'm, I'm going to call you Luke Skywalker. Why? Hey Luke. Cause you did well, I, him well, like Luke did Ben. Well, he looked evil. Mm -hmm. Okay. He can't help mm -hmm. how God made his face. And I want to apologize mm -hmm. for assuming it because of that face. He would be a villain. <laughs> but he is and one then, at times in the comics, so it's that would I mean it's, it's still far-fetched. But yeah. I mean, um, but I felt him like like in the very beginning when the, everything was kind of going the way that it was going when they were about to break up i kind of felt him the most because to me it seemed like he had the most compassion for the humans because mm -hmm. he didn't understand he had all the power to change all of that and wasn't able to when it pissed him off um mm -hmm. which is why i was just like all right okay but then okay but then i, I will say that even with him having that kind that mindset to me he spoke that there, but then he took away everything that he thought he was going to be doing to help them with those people in his little area because he was controlling these people. So it's just like, I understand. You understand, he's like, I want, if we have the ability to keep them safe and help them, we should do it. But if that also means that you're only going to be helping them if you're controlling them, it's kind of like, right. it's, it's still bad. I mean, and he even it's brings like how, it up. How much are you letting them grow if you're not letting them grow? <laughs> yeah, and I think you're right. He did mention right, that he later. Was, I mean, he mentioned it. He was just like, do you want to know one of the real reasons why I don't fully take control over them? He was like, because they wouldn't be able to be as great as they could be. If we, you know, mm -hmm. he kind of regurgitated what Ajax was saying. Um, yeah, it takes away Ajax, from them being a human, whatever makes them a human. Right. 
So I wasn't upset that Ajax died. I was kind of indifferent about it. Um, I thought how she died was kind of trash because um, she was kind of like the mother figure to all of them. Mm-hmm. And I said I knew it. And, um, I knew there was something different about her death because we saw everybody else. I'm just like any other show. If I don't see you die, then there's something unique about you being dead, or you're not dead at all. Well, because and that's we the saw thing everybody too, else like, get caught up, and then all of a sudden we just mm-hmm. see her laid out in the grass. I was like, but it, it just kind of he rubbed me the wrong way. Something he just rubbed mm-hmm. me the wrong way immediately. I can't even pinpoint mm-hmm. when I was just like something. He something off about him. Um, so let's see. So AJ, I didn't, I kind of, I, I was kind of sad, but not really. Sprite's an asshole and it's fuck Sprite until mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you know, Fri- you know Sprite only act the way she want because she want to do it like people that get older. She did all this <laughs> over some PP. Trash. Um, let's see. Mm-hmm. Um, Gilgamesh, I kind of, I was kind of sad when he died, but when mm-hmm. I, homie was ride or die for Athena, homie mm-hmm. was ride or die for his girl. And, um, Mm-hmm. Was it romantic? Is it like are like are they were they romantically involved? I, I think know, in the comments were they hard to figure it out. Let me see where it goes. Kill or he might have just really been like an awesome friend to her. I don't know. Um, what else? Makari was my favorite. She was my favorite action wise. Um, I loved her. Um, Kingo trash. Um. Mm-hmm. Cersei, Icarus, and Dane he was Whitman, funny though. I was, I was robbed. Mm-hmm. I was robbed of getting the love triangle that I thought that I was going to get. Mm-hmm. I ain't like that. Um, I didn't like that. Um, but I think maybe we'll get it again because at the end when he hugged her, he says, I love you, Cersei. She just hugged him back. She didn't say it back. And I think it's impossible mm-hmm. for her to kind of be to say it back to him when she has been involved with Icarus for like the past 5,000 years. Like, I think that that was her letting go. I think that was her letting go of of Icarus. Of Icarus? Mm -hmm. We'll see. Because I I think even when he left, there was this kind of, there was this moment of, okay, I think she knew he was going to leave and that probably wasn't going to be when he she saw him again. I hope that she's going to be like, I don't want this ain't shit to do around no, I was about to say she understand, words, She understood mm-hmm. why he was doing the stuff that he was doing. So the fact that she could understand it, even if she wouldn't have done it herself, she could understand what he was doing. Um, I think that's why she, he, she was like, when he apologized, he said how sorry he was at the end and she was just like, I know. So I don't know. Even though he left, I don't think that's the last we're going to see. So I didn't like um, that I didn't get my love triangle like I thought I was going to get. However, I wish I would have spent more time on Icarus. And when he, you know, because I'm still not sure why he left. Was it because he was tired of lying to her or? I I don't think he felt like he could stay. How do you stay with these people that you tried to kill? No, no, no. I'm talking about the first time. Oh, oh. I, that part, I don't quite understand. It's not really clear. That, that wasn't clear. It was like he was basically saying that he knew that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But he, unless he could identify at that time that when that time came that they would be on different ends of things, it doesn't make sense that he would leave. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's the fact that he knew that if he continued on with this, 
when they complete their mission, their memories would be wiped all over again. And he wouldn't even remember that they had that connection anymore. Right. Um, and that was weird too. Right. Because in the, in the very beginning in the thing, she looks at him, she looks at the earth and he's kind of staring at her like an alien. And, um, he was like, she was like, it's beautiful, isn't it? And he was like, I am Icarus. And I was like, <laughs> that's weird. Was it because he was so awkward? Because what didn't that happen right after someone told him, go ahead and tell her how you feel? No, this was right before when they're coming down to earth to fight yeah. the deviants. And they. Oh, yeah. Because she. Okay. Yeah. He. Okay, got it. Yeah, I'm crossing so, the I got it. Right. So he's she comes up to the window. He's already looking out. And he steps she steps up and she was like, It's beautiful, isn't it? And he's just like, I'm Icarus. And I'm like <laughs> I just thought that was awkward and weird. So I don't know. Yeah. But like I wanted to know Cersei, I felt like could have been a little bit more developed. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen, I don't know. She just I don't know. To me, not to say she was bad. I just think we could have fleshed out her character a little bit more. I would love to have known some of her nuances. Like, why is she always late? Which they, you know, they brought out a couple times. Like, she's always late. And I just want to know. I, I, I assume that she was late because before she was doing stuff, she was talking to the Celestials. That's that's what I assume. Like, it, that conversation with, um, was it Algamesh? Amarish? What was his name? Mm-hmm. Amarish. Yeah, but, but she didn't always that came have, first or something. But she always didn't have the she didn't always have the ability to talk to him. She didn't get the ability to talk to him until after he died. I mean, AJ died. But my thing was is like that was something oh, yeah, that Strike yeah. even said. He, she was like, they were like, well, where's Cersei? They were like, well, Cersei's always late. Maybe it was because like, of the well, no, It depends. It, it, and it she depends seemed more on. human too. She seemed to me, she seemed more mm-hmm. human than everybody else. Yeah, she seemed like she well, she was well. She she and Kango, I, Kingo, I saw more in them because they're the only ones that seem to really interact with people. I mean, we mm-hmm. found out later that Festos did too because he had a whole family, but they were the only ones that because you know Gilgamesh and Thena were out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, Makari was inside the ship just waiting, which I thought was weird too, and I'm just like, <laughs> so you've been here the whole time, sis? Right. Still, what is it? Ajax was um in the little house. Out in the middle of nowhere. No one knows where Icarus was. And that's see, that's another thing. I'm just like, well, where was he? Mm-hmm. He just rolled up out of there. Just like I you didn't don't know, know how they knew where each other was. Like mm-hmm. we found out later on when Fostos was there, he had a little thing that showed them like the the compass of where the ship was and stuff. But like how did they know like whenever they were like, Oh, we need to go to Google Mission Dina, how they know this they need to I go think. out to the middle of nowhere? This is what I think. She said, I haven't talked to these people in a couple of years, but I also think Ajax knew where everybody was. I think maybe she kind of kept, because Ajax was the one that told Sprite she needed to go to London to hang out with Cersei because both of them were kind of lonely. Mm-hmm. So Ajax was the one that told her, won't you go out to London and whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, I think she was the, I think, honestly, I think she was the one that kind of kept everybody connected. Um, mm. But I don't, like. I, but we don't know what was going on with Icarus. See, like mm-hmm. that's it. I'm like, well, what was going on with me? Where was he at? Right. And how long had yeah. it been since they had seen each other? Was what I wanted to know. 
Yeah, that was a hard part to figure out, too. Unless we're trying to say that when they were in Babylon and they fell out, that was the last time they had actually seen each other. Mm, I don't know. It seemed kind of. I mean, maybe that's, I mean, when you, I guess when you're that old, it's kind of weird. But I don't know. To me, it seemed kind of recent because she didn't say, she said that they were together for 5,000 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I was just, I was wondering. I was just like, so they probably stuck together because they got married. They got mm-hmm. married. Um, yeah, and I'm thinking. So that means that they actually stopped dating when Christ was born, because <laughs> the, the first scene showed that they got to Earth when it was like five thousand BC. Mm-hmm. If they were together for five thousand years, then that means that they broke up when <laughs> when Jesus was born, and then they've been broken broken up ever since. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird. I'm like, I would love to know the timing in that because she didn't make it seem like it had been so long since they had broken up. Well, you like, know, but left. for her, I think it wasn't originally so long because she was waiting. She probably mm-hmm. doesn't consider when it was it was over until she finally decided she was going to move on. So her I, her recollection and association with all of that might be a little different just because she really sat there waiting for all of those years until she said, okay, so he's finally not coming back. And she was a museum person, teacher. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm wondering, like, and like in the beginning when she was looking at that knife that she had made and given to that boy, mm-hmm. and I was just like, was she trying to find it or... I think she was just taking a picture up to see something that uh, uh, another thing that they influenced over time. Like, mm. oh, this is something that I was a part of a long time ago. That's what I, I figured because I was like, because that kind of threw me originally because, you know, when I read that comment, everybody, oh, my God, why does that make so much sense now? Remember I told you I, with that comic that I was reading that they had lost their memories. Oh. And then they were slowly getting them back by seeing and meeting each other or whatever. But. Mm-mm-mm. I think it was, um, and I understood what your friend was saying about if it were a standalone film. Oh, that was so mm-hmm. sweet. Um, <laughs> if it was a, <laughs> if it was a standalone film, I probably would have been pissed at it too because of how it ended. But the fact that I know that there's mm. going to be some more, then I'm okay with how it ended because I know I'm probably going to get some more explanation. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like I talked a lot. What about you? Um. I overall, like I said, I, I understood how my friend said that it, if it was just a standalone thing, this wouldn't mm-hmm. have worked. Um, you know, one thing that kind of, I almost feel like they didn't do enough to associate it with the rest of the MCU. Right. It, I, I still don't <laughs> understand, but even I still don't understand how Sean Chi fits in this. I, I don't, I really don't understand well, my, how he turned this. My guess is I read something today and I kind of agree with them. They feel like Shang-Chi and Eternals connects because we are not, we see in the Eternals that Fastos would create things for people mm-hmm. that he felt like would be helping them. What if the ring, the 10 rings were something that he created at one time and then we see quickly what it ended up doing to people. Now, I don't know how that would relate to that, that demon or whatever that was trying to get them to come release them in the thing. Mm-hmm. But it, 
a lot of they were the thing that I saw was like whenever you watch Festos create something, it always seemed to start out in like circles and spears yep. and everything like that. And when you think about the Ten Rings, I mean, they basically had that same style of build, I guess you would say. So that's the only thing I can think of that maybe it was we always figured it might be some type of technology or something that came from then, but Fastos being that creator is the only thing in my mind that would make sense how it got here. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if that line that Icarus threw out about his table being vibranium was a throwaway. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm wondering if we're going to come back to that, because it just seemed oddly specific. Yeah, and it makes me wonder if that means that, because what they already said, we already knew that what vibranium was from one of the stones like it was uh came from that and we know that those stones are associated with celestials mm-hmm. so maybe maybe that's how maybe that's how how would they know that's unless it was just those memories you know they don't get their memories back but i'm guessing they are told enough when they start up with what the mission and everything is so maybe they were aware of a i don't know Unless that means that they were on Earth at the time that the stuff crashed here. Do they give a date like, what, in what the if, beginning? Um, about with, what? In Black Panther, in Black Panther, when they're talking about you know the creation of all that good stuff, right? Do they say what year the thing hit Wakanda? Do they say that it took place two point five million years ago? says 2.5 million years ago, a meteorite containing vibranium crashed into the African region that would be known as Wakanda. So, I don't... Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. But, I don't but then, know. didn't that we see something wondering. in the... Didn't we see something in the beginning? Was it... Dino- no. Yeah, the dinosaurs. We basically saw that the dinosaurs technically got erased not by technically an asteroid or something, but by the deviants that landed that killed them mm-hmm. to start to evolve. So what if we can assume that it was at that time that the vibranium landed? Right. Okay. Because they, when we were listening to the celestial talk, he was, I think it was when he was talking to Cersei, he mentioned how they originally sent the deviants to earth first, but they just were stupid. And they weren't doing what they should have been doing because they didn't know better. So they created the Eternals who would be a more evolved version of the Deviant so that they could think and actually go through with everything. So maybe that would explain how he knew about Vibranium because when they were sent to Earth, they were told that they had to, they were probably given a history of this. Mm-hmm. So that they wouldn't also know, okay, and this is what caused the deviance, and this is why we need to take them out. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, I think we're going to come back to that. So I'm going to keep that in my head because for some reason, I don't think it was a throwaway. Mm-hmm. Um, that's number one. Number two, I can't remember because I, I didn't hear it in the movie theater really well, but Sprite said that one of the Avengers was following her around. Mm. Who did she say? Did she say Thor? That'd be the only one that made sense to me. Hmm. That Thor was following her around? Somebody was following her around. 
She said somebody was following her around. Now I got to find it. Mm, I don't know. But, you know, in my mind, if I was anyone following her around, I would assume it would have been like Doctor Strange. Just because of the illusions that she creates and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I remember that conversation. I just did not remember. I know what you call it is doing a what you call it. Um, let me. Um, what's his name? Eric is doing a movie breakdown. That's probably posted mm-hmm. sometime today if it's not already. And hopefully he'll talk about it because I miss. He she mentioned an Avengers name, or maybe I misunderstood. But um, that one. What else? I had a question about. Oh, I don't like how we didn't really get a very good background on the evolution of the deviants. Right. Mm-mm. It's like I also didn't ever, I never understood, or maybe I missed it. But do we even think that Icarus thought all of this was going to happen? I don't think that he thought all of this was going to happen. Like he was intentional about killing Ajax, but I don't think Mm -hmm. he knew that there was going to be a deviant that could absorb her abilities from him. Yeah, because he did look a little, he did look a little shocked. shocked, Like, yo, this. That thing just healed itself. Yeah, he did look shocked. Um, I think he killed her. He had to kill her because he knew that mm-hmm. she was staying away. She was staying in the way and get everybody else mm-hmm. to stay. You know, try to keep it from happening. He knew that about her, which is why he killed her first. Hmm. Um. I mean, that sex right. scene was whack. It was dry, just like they were. Right. I was like, this ain't even Skinamax nothing. This is like, ain't nothing worse than when you see a set scene where they laid on top of each other so you can't even tell that's what they're supposed to be doing. Like, they just stuck. Like, like so she, they ain't got no blanket down on these rocks? Right. They got on the ground. And I was just like, so, um, <laughs> what are we doing here? And they kept coming back to that one area with the two of them. So I was just like, man, this ain't over, y'all. It ain't over. It ain't over. You know, one thing that is actually still kind of weird to me? What's up? That, it, that an Eternal died. Yeah, like, I thought it was weird, too. Yeah, it was but like, I'm just, in my mind, I'm thinking that they were called Eternals because they, you know, eternal. Not, but a deviant can kill them. Because to me, it also seems weird that, you know, the Celestials would actually send beings down to a place to kill something that actually could kill them. But I also think, I think that evolution of the Deviant, I don't think that was part of the plan. Mm -hmm. Because like most animals, they do have to evolve. Um, And that's another thing. I thought they had killed them all, right? Mm -hmm. How did they get... And that's another thing. I'm wondering if Icarus has something to do with that. Because if they killed them all, they shouldn't be in the ice. Well, unless that means that they couldn't find them. Like, they were in there and they fell in the water and they froze. And maybe that's how they end up dying. That's the only thing I can potentially think of. Because he said that they, like, the you know, how the global warming crap has causing, like, a lot of icebergs to start melting. And that's where he's claiming that's where these five, because it was only five of them. It won't a whole lot. Mm Mm-mm. So I don't know. I thought that was weird. Thought it was weird. So I just I wish we could got some more explanation of that. I still don't understand why Angelina was mind weary or whatever they called it. Well, you know, they claimed that basically they didn't wipe her memory properly. 
they claim that like when she went because remember whenever she was talking everything she was saying was what was actually eventually about to happen so when the celestial went to wipe her memory something didn't wipe properly so she was struggling between dealing with what she was hearing in her head was actually what was going on and the reality so it was kind of like fighting like he she couldn't control where those memories were coming in but then I had a question because I was wondering, I was just like, Ajax and Icarus were the only ones who knew about them being like technically clones mm-hmm. and use and doing all these missions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, is how come Ajax wasn't at least at the very least, why wouldn't she mind weird? Because for some reason they didn't wipe her memories. Because she knew of all of them. Cause I thought I was like, wait a minute. Because yeah, I don't think they've like, ever wiped her memories. Because she was just like, for millions, I have served, whatever his name, I'm going to call him Ass Hat. Mm-hmm. I have served him for millions of years, is what she said. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are you not mind weird in? What's up with that? I, I don't and know why they chose her anybody? not to, but she, because it seems like, if anything, you would wipe everybody. You wouldn't want to risk anyone deciding they were going to go rogue. But she's also been loyal this whole time, too, up until this point. Mm-hmm. So he didn't think. <clears throat> he didn't think. <laughs> That she would do mm-hmm. anything. So, I don't know. Oh, I have another question. That shit didn't connect. Mm-hmm. Why did he take... Okay. So, why did Asshat take Sir um, Cersei, Fastos, and Kingo? Why did he only take them? But not Thena, Druid, and uh, Makari? I, I guessed he only took them because they were right there together. Weren't they right there together? No, I can't remember because I'm Kingo trying to had replay left. Play that end part. Yeah, Kingo had left. Kingo had left with Sprite. Mm-hmm. Kingo had left. Um, and she had met with Homeboy in the park, and I don't know what Fastos was doing. Guess what, the family. So that's the thing. Yeah. I'm like, well, why did you take these three and not take Athena and them? And, and she took who? He took Fastos, Kingo. And he took Cersei. I think because those were the only ones that were left. Oh, yeah. But yeah, those are the only ones that were still on Earth. Right. But also, I feel like if he if he essentially created them, why is it that he couldn't call all of them or collect all of them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That didn't make sense to me. I was just like, I was like, well, maybe he grabbed them because they were the only ones on Earth. But I was like, but even then, that still doesn't make sense because he could have grabbed all of them no matter where they were. the only thing I'm, I think maybe because the, what they were in their spaceship about to go to a different universe or something, isn't that what mm. they were doing to find other ones or whatever? So I'm going to think about this like police. It's like, oh, they, they had gone and they were in another universe where in a different district and they were, therefore <laughs> he couldn't be like, hey, yo, I need them. You need to get them and give them over or something. I have no clue. Mm. Yeah, that's a weird one, too. I thought it was very interesting that's really big spoiler post credit scene that Thanos' brother was able to find them so easily. Right. And you know what? I should have, I didn't, I knew that that scene was coming. But for some reason, it didn't connect to me <laughs> that that would be his brother because that's the same way that Thanos appeared on Earth, too. Mm hmm. Was through that shimmery rainbow. Mm-hmm. Cause when so, it started I up, I said, "Is this gonna be some Thor shit? What is it, Thor coming or something?" But yeah, and then when that I first don't... thing came out, I said, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> I was so confused. 
this little little thing just gonna roll out drunk or whatever it was doing. I said, "What is this?" So that's weird, but I um I didn't understand it. But I don't dislike Harry Styles and how he's playing him. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and I read somewhere that he's signed uh, like a five movie deal or something. Oh, Lord. so we're gonna be seeing a lot of him. We're gonna. You think we're gonna see him again in um. Guardians. I, I think we're gonna see him in Guardians, and you know, I'm sure that I wonder if these, if it's a movie deal, as in like you're gonna be the main star of them, or does this include like post credit scene things? Because it does count as an appearance, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know. Um, well, since we're in the post credit scene, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and talk about the second one. Second one. So I ain't even gonna lie. I was like, where is this going? So Kit Harrington's character, whose name I don't remember. Dane Whitney. Um, sure. That person. You so raggedy. He is sitting there because right when, when, before the movie ended, he's out there talking to Cersei like, yo, I need to tell you something. I look back in my history. And, Ooh, something ain't right with my family. And then she pops up, like, and then Brian was like, "Ooh!" And then <laughs> we don't see because they get she gets snatched up. Well, then in the post credit scene, we see him in like this old office, like the ones you see, like professors or rich people, like Bruce Wayne sitting at a desk in, and they have. Well, he is a professor. Yeah, but is he that kind of professor? You see how big know. that office was. I don't know what college he at, but I know at my university. Them people ain't had offices that big. In fact, you might have seen somebody else on the other side of the office. <laughs> but true, he opens a box. He opens the box, and there's a sword in there. I was like, oh, but this sword. I'm hearing like noises coming from the sword. Like this sword is having a it's whole conversation. Yeah, that thing is massive. Um, and then as he's reaching towards the sword, it actually almost reacts to him like the symbiote does in Venom, like when it's reaching up at the skin, like it's trying to attach to you, and then we hear a voice. We hear the voice of who I thought was the Watcher, and what I was going to say before we go to that, I thought that I'm Mm -hmm. wondering if it was moved like that for anybody who wasn't supposed to carry the sword. Yeah, I wonder if it's like a, a sword that can only be used by people in his family. So nobody else would have reacted to it, but like you're saying, like he would for him, because for him to research his family and then this sword come up, mm-hmm. this is that's kind of weird. Anyway, how, where you find this sword? I need to know. I have to figure out what it is. And this is okay. Anyway, then we hear the voice. I thought that like Dovecat says she thought it was the Watcher. I, I thought it was. I knew it was a black person, so I naturally went straight to oh, it's, this is a calm Samuel Jackson. And then, <laughs> but then as soon as I get online and I start looking, I find that the voice that we hear is actually Mahershala Ali as Blade. I should have known that too, because I listened to his, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard his voice in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Like, I should have known it was him. I knew I, I was familiar with it, but I couldn't place it. So when this girl said... That it was, she thinks it was the watcher. I said, it definitely sounds like him. We were both wrong. Mm-hmm. And once again, I don't understand how he fits into it. Help me out. Yeah, I'm about to tell you. Okay. So, Googling up. 
Let's see. Okay, so first, there's an article about the ebony blade itself. So mm -hmm. it says that the ebony blade, um, let's see. Okay, so it was officially introduced in Marvel Superheroes number 17, if you're one of those people that actually wants to go all the way back. But there's like a curse around the blade. They also say that the it's made from a material called Starstone. Mm -hmm. um, Starstone is basically the meteor that Merlin found, which mm -hmm. they used to help make the, was that the Excalibur in that movie? Um, the Sword in the Stone and the King Arthur thing. I think it was the Excalibur there. Yes. So mm -hmm. it's made from that same material. But they said that there's like a downside to the the ebony blade. It's, it can only be used by someone of impure of heart. Although it's clear that that's not always the case since some of the heroes have had it. There's also a curse on it. It was cursed by Merlin when the blade was first created as a way of covering up his own secrets. Whoever wills it slowly becomes corrupted by the weapon as it brings out their inner demons and pushes them to indulge in violence. After a while, the person wielding the blade transformed into a being called Blood Wrath. The Merlin Revelation is a recent addition to the Sword's lore, though. The story sees the symbiote god Noel come to Earth in his attempt to wipe out all life in the universe. Dane Whitman has often struggled with an internal darkness, believing it had, it's just the side effect of the sword, and Noel reveals that Dane has an impure heart. The villain also mm -hmm. explains that it's a symbiote weapon, which explains why it draws out the user's inner turmoil, which I guess that's kind of what we were seeing. It was reaching to him to try to draw mm -hmm. it out. That's what I'm guessing. And then it says, thankfully, the hero decides to channel his darkness to fight them. And no one cares about that part. Um, but then it says, following. Hmm. So following the Venom, let there be carnage post credit scene that takes the alien symbiote entry into the MCU. They say it's not impossible that Noel could also make his way into the MCU at one point. Maybe one day the symbiote guy will do battle against Kit Harrington's Black Knight and the symbiote. I mean, in the uh, Ebony Blade. So, no. I'm trying I will to figure say out that. If Noel has a connection to, like, Blade or something, but I don't think he does. Well, there is a group. Have you seen that post credit scene I sent you with um, the breakdown with New Rockstars? Not yet. Not yet. I didn't watch it yet. Okay. Uh, I won't spoil it then. Never mind. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, no. He was saying there is a group, some super group that forms in the comic books. With um, Blade, and it makes sense if this is what they're trying to set up, because some type of supergroup in London has got Blade, Dane Whitman on it, and some other superheroes. I think Captain Britain is on it. Mm. And I'll tell you one thing, if we get Peggy Carter ass, <laughs> if they're trying to set that up, I'm going to be mad. But they've already got two people of the group, so I don't know. But hmm. that's why it would make sense. That's to me, I like if that's the direction that they're trying to go and trying to build off of that, then it would make sense to me. It would make sense to me that um that Blade would be in London. Cause maybe he's trying to recruit Homeboy to be in the group. But you'll see it. He'll I mean, Eric explains it a lot better than I do, because you know I do not do comic book situations. However, um it seems interesting and just seemed random as hell to have him there until I got that context of that. 
technically it's not random as hell because they are connected in some way. So. Hmm. Okay. So I'm reading something. There's a series called the MI-13. Um, that's that group that you're talking mm. Well, it might be the group you're talking about. It may be one of many groups, but in this group, at the, there is a Black Knight, there's Blade, Captain Britain, Dark Angel, Digitech, Excalibur, and many, many, many other people. Mm-hmm. Well, in this part of the article, it says, Whitman re- uh, returns to join MI-13 as a part of the secret invasion crossover event. He is armed by what he believes was the Ebony Blade, which in- uh, strongly encourages him to kill, but is later found to be a, bl- a fake created by Dracula. Mm. this fate possesses an intelligent and feeds on human blood Whitman is also revealed to have a literal stone heart given to him by Cersei to keep him above it all and uninvolved Whitman battles the scroll forces in London blah 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 blah. but then at the end it says after discovering that he did not have the real ebony blade he goes to Wakanda and is given the real blade back he still retains the fake vampiric sword. After recovering the sword, Whitman helps the team in the fight with the vampires that wanted to invade Britain. So, sounds like maybe it. I wonder if it's going to go this route, and that's why Blade is talking to the Black Knight because of this sword. And maybe there's some existence of vampires already out there, or something. I'm not sure. <sighs> I just want it to make sense. And Blade being in this end of this film don't make sense to me. It but... threw me for a loop. Which, you know, and it's I told crazy, you, but they so keep cool. saying something about this blade and there's being some type of bloodlust when you have the blade. Do you think he could hear? We could hear it. Do you think Dane could hear it too? Because he didn't seem like he I, could hear it. I think he could hear. I think it was kind of like. That that sound that you hear, like you, we heard in Lord of the Rings, when you know they you shut up. <laughs> you know exactly what I mean, though. It's like this is just, just enough. So you make me so I feel. Though. I <laughs> I assumed it was kind of like that, like he could hear it, but it wasn't like very loud and distinguished yet because he hasn't had made contact with it. All I know is when I did the, you know exactly what I meant, and that's all that Which matters. Which is trash on me too. But, oh, but I, I enjoyed the movie. All of these people that are mad at the gay relationship need to get over it because one, it was I done in a very tasteful way. It was a, it was done in a way where like we just see a gay couple existing with love with a kid, no drama, no craziness around it, and. His husband was very supportive of him leaving to save the world. Um, and Fontaine, I love that accent. He was, I didn't know he was yeah, about was, to. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what he was. I was like, is he spicy? What? Is he Mexican? Mm-hmm. Is he, what is he? And then he started speaking Arabic. And I was like. Yeah. When he, I said, oh, so y'all, y'all just threw a whole wrench in here. We just messed us all up. We're here for it. But I love that. The set scene wasn't even worth saying anything about. I mean, it was. It, I mean, we didn't it even was, see any Yeah, they. I don't even think they moved. They were just laying on each other. So, as an adult, you know what they're doing. But it's. Like, like, you don't get me off this damn right, rock. Let's go look into the sky. Like, literally, it was long enough to know they were on the ground. 
I was like, y'all doing the most. This is real. This is exactly why it passed um, ratings. Perfectly fine as a PG thirteen movie, and some of these kids have seen much work on TV. In fact, probably even on these cartoons. But them cartoons be saying some stuff on Nickelodeon Cartoon Network that these kids don't need to be in. Yes, but <clears throat> I enjoyed the movie. The re- uh, reviews were not right about it. Was it perfect? Nope. Was it the no. best Marvel film? Nope. But it but was not, still it's, a it's good than, film. Um, first Avenger, I can tell you that. It was hell. It was. Oh, we, I can go through it's, a list of movies. I feel like it was better than that. It was. It was a good film. I loved every. I loved so much about it. There were clear plot holes there, but mm-hmm. I don't think they were so bad that it just made the story not make sense. Had it gone mm-hmm. that far, then I can understand that because then it, we're really looking at something that just does not make sense. But I mean, to I me, I've seen so. a lot of people say they felt like this should have been a series and not a movie. Could they, could they could they felt like there was they like they felt like there was so much story about them that we didn't get to see because it was so confined that if we had it broken up then we would have seen a little bit more about them but then you know people would have been complaining then because they're like oh ain't nothing happened in this episode they were just talking um I will say this there was a uh, some of the reviews were saying how visually beautiful it was and I thought it was. They also compared it, it looked like Nomadland. And I just want to say to those people that if you compare it to Nomadland, it lets me know that you didn't see Nomadland um, because <laughs> it, it felt like, um, to me, even though it's the same director, it felt like two different, it felt like two different films. And if we want to, the only thing that maybe kind of reminded me of Nomadland was when Cersei was driving in that car. That's it and that's all. Everything else was just far from what Nomadland is. The only thing I can think of, I'm looking at, I haven't seen Nomadland, but I'm looking at like pictures. Don't. Like there's that field where, you know, like Cersei's out in the middle of nowhere kind of area. So mm-hmm. she, you just see a lot of landscape. I came across a picture where it looks like this person is on a farm. So it kind of has that same feel where you're just seeing a single person and just a big landscape behind it. But that's about it. That all I can see. No all I can see is the pictures. No man land, don't watch it. It's depressing from beginning to end. It does not have okay. a high point. It just okay. stays I'll, depressing. I'll stay right where I'm at. Um, not gonna say it wasn't good. Won't say that. But I will say that it definitely stays. It never had a high point. It stayed to me, it stays sad the whole time. And um mm. and this is the film that Chloe Zhao won an M- Oscar for. Also, I think. Um, it also won, I think, the actress, the lead actress won Best Actress from that movie. Um, so I don't know. Y'all need to give her her props. She did an awesome job with this. Um, I like her take on um, the gold <laughs> and how they look with their powers and stuff. I do like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so give her her props. She did very well. Yeah. Not hating it. Well, I actually like... There were visually, it was it was a stunning film to me. Like they, she did such a good job, and I think that a lot of people are upset because it doesn't feel like a Marvel film. In the and same way that Shang Chi didn't feel like a Marvel film, but the only big the big difference between the two is that Shang Chi has some of the most amazing action sequences I've ever seen in television. So it's like when it's already not like a Marvel film, but it's also not completely action packed. Just like, I don't know if this was like this in your theater, but did you feel like some of the scenes were really dark? 
Like, I felt like I either it was the scenes were really dark, or they when they were projecting it, they needed to turn the brightness up a little bit. Like specifically in the forest mm-hmm. when they were fighting, there were some moments where I could barely tell some of what was happening because some of the scenes were so dark. Uh-uh. Maybe your maybe your projector just needed to kind of lighten it up a little bit. To me, I could see everything that was going on. Um, the mm-hmm. light that they used, they definitely used the light or whatever time of day it was to film it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's another thing. They don't really explain Cersei's powers. Why she turned that thing into a tree? Like, how she do that? But she doesn't know how she did it either. So I don't know. We'll, that might be something we have to learn in the next movie because but, she she was just as shocked when she did it as everybody else was. Damn it, Icarus. Man, right. I'm so mad with him. You could be great with her. At the same time, he's upset that she got it. Because he really feels yeah, like I think he was mad him. about a lot of stuff. He felt like it should have been. But my thing is, why did you think it was going to be you if you killed her? You literally kill her. You think she's going to let you kill her and then be like, well, here's a gift. That ain't how gifts work. But how does she decide? That's so weird. Like, how does she decide? That's another thing, right? Like, I know that she's dead because she all green in the grass, right? But I'm wondering, mm-hmm. how does she know that it was Cersei standing over her? And, like, how does she know that? And was she alive enough to be like, you know, here's the ball coming from me to you? I have questions maybe about was, that. Maybe um, there's just something that's associated with the actual sphere like the, the sphere like she she mentally chose her successor so the sphere was only going to activate when it got close to the person that she had selected as his new owner i guess and i mean because oh boy was with her ever since he, she was dead like he picked her up so it should have happened right. then you know and it's crazy too i was thinking about that that everybody looked to icarus as the leader. Mm-hmm. Even Kingo was like, boss, this, that. Um, mm-hmm. Almost like he was kind of like the lieutenant to Ajax, like the mm-hmm. co-captain of the team. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting, too. And I wonder, I'm also, I'm wondering why Asshat didn't think he was worthy enough to lead the team. Because he seemed like the most loyal to Asshat than everybody. So I'm curious mm-hmm. about that. I'm just like, I wonder what's the story with that. So nah, I don't think Icarus is gone. I don't think Ajax is gone, honestly. I think she gone. Um uh, well if we get her back, it's gonna be because there's some of the Eternals have been brought back because we have those clones and memories going back into them. But yeah. I don't I I don't see Selma Hayek staying around for too long. You know Honestly, so? I, I would have been okay with not her being with her not being in there. She didn't to me she didn't bring a ton to the movie. And I, it's not her I fault. Liked her I think that was how they scripted her stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, she definitely came out very maternal and everything. So I think she played what she was given well. But you also don't feel like you you're missing out on her not being there. Now I personally was really impacted by Gilgamesh's death. So I'm like, now I would love to see him back, just because I mm-hmm. loved him and I loved his dynamic with Thena. And I'd be very mm-hmm. interested to see how she would react with having that body back. But I'm also concerned about if they brought brought him back, if they brought uh Sam Hayek's characters back character back as well, they wouldn't know anything. Like because nah, they would have no memories. I th- they would have no memories, especially her. 
she doesn't have a mm-hmm. bank of memories because they she's never been white. Gilgamesh would have memories up till before they came to Earth. Because if they put them like we rebooting you, like, okay, well, he would remember the last one. I don't know how that would work. Like, why would you why did he say he kept their memories? He kept they look they like in this little thing, like this thing, like a no, but it, I think someone asked him. I think I think Cersei asked him like, "Why do you keep our memories?" And I can't remember what he said. The reason for keeping oh, he, the memories he, he didn't was about research. Maybe oh, so that they can better develop them. I guess in the future, with when they do this again. Hmm. So it didn't. This, this so this also means that none of this, none of this stuff really was. Because of the snap, you know how we had that we had that belief, like, and I think it was one of the theories that Eric Voss had said, like, you know, maybe the snap is actually what triggered the events for what we're seeing in Eternals, but all the snap did was postpone it five years. That's true, but they, yeah, I was about to say, I was like, they really don't even talk about it. That little snippet with Ajax and um, Icarus, that little conversation they had, that's the only time they mention it because nobody else talks about it. Mm hmm. Fasto doesn't talk about it. We don't know if he lost his family in the blip or what. Um, nobody else talks about it mm-hmm. except for Ajax and what you call it. Unless we're supposed like to assume that that kid him. now is five. <laughs> hmm. So then, it, well, I mean, I don't know. I just thought it was weird because, like, even then, like Ajax is telling him. It seems like almost Ajax was telling Icarus. That's why I was wondering, like, when he left, was his mind wiped or something? But then he wouldn't have any memory of Cersei and loving her, but. Um, but yeah, he she was explaining to him like he didn't know, which I thought was weird too. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Oh no, but it was a good film. It was a good film. Like I said, I can definitely name a lot other ones that were worse. Captain America's first movie, one of them. Right. Thor's first movie was one of them. Dark World was mm-hmm. one of them. Definitely one of them. So. I'm still not I mean, sure that's, how they that's, that's three right there. Right. And then the, the post credit scenes didn't offer us much of anything to show how more things would connect. Especially with that Blade situation. Because yeah, that was just kind of throwing you for a loop. But they were in, were they in London? Yes. They were in, yeah. So I guess that fits that store, that group where Blade and the thinking. vampires and in London and stuff. That's why I was just like, well, it makes sense that Blade would be in London, but I didn't, I still didn't mm-hmm. understand um, why. But I'm wondering, wondering if Carol Danvers know anything about the Eternals? Because she'd be in space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if yeah. she'd come across something that she knows about. Yeah. And then, Ooh, oh, something. Reason. Go ahead. By Monica Rambeau having her powers. Like, um, <coughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. What well, you know something we also forgot about? What's that? The the new Morbius trailer. <laughs> so you said all right, and you said, uh, this ain't really doing it for me. What didn't you like? Um, this is my thing, right? I'm not really it's, I don't think it's gonna be like a horror comic book type of situation. Um mm-hmm. I just not really sure. Like, I don't know. I was interested in seeing it before I saw Tyrese, which is sad. I'm not saying that he can't act, but I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? 
But I feel like yeah. I, have, I haven't seen, I don't know, I really do want to see Morbius because I like Jared Leto. So I'm trying to see what he brings to it. Um, I wonder why he doesn't age. Um, mm. He looks, I mean, he's got to be every bit 50. How old is he? Who, Tyrese? How old is Jared? No, Jared. Oh, Jared Leto. I don't Jared think Jared Leto is, he's 49 years old. Is he? Mm-hmm. So let me tell you something. You see what but happens you when, you mind, what happen when you mind your business. See? See? <laughs> I have a theory. I have a theory about white people. And this sounds crazy, right? But I have a theory about white people that when they mind their business and they're anti-racist, they age slower than most white people. Mm-hmm. And Jared Leto is probably proving my point because he really stays off the grid and he minds his business. Um, And he looks pretty young. So I don't know if that's mm-hmm. him and um Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, yep. So somebody I know he's anti-racist. That was um somebody else that was aging pretty well. I don't know if she still is. I need to check. But Deborah Messing minds her business, yeah. and she's aging pretty decently too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know that doesn't happen for all these other people. Because you, you see some of these people and you just like, oh, so you've lived three lifetimes already. I see. Right. But so, I'm, I'm curious. I, I wish he was kind of, I might have be interested in the Morbius film. I like that he made the little quick line that was about the reference to Venom. And yeah. he, he uh, references like an incident that happened in San Francisco, which I think is another reference to Rhythm. Um, um, Venom, and then Venom? you also see what you call it, um, Michael Keaton, and we you know he played yep. the the what was him? What was his name? Was he Falcon or something? What was his name? No, he was the villain in the first Spider Man movie. He was Michael. Michael Keaton played. We didn't even talk about Michael the Flash little this. thing. Vulture. Mm-hmm. Vulture. The Flash thing, him him being in a new Flash as Batman. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Mm. Um, do you know they're saying that we should be getting the new Spider Man No Way Home trailer soon? I mean, really? I mean, if mm-hmm. you're not going to show Andrew or Toby, I don't care. And that's what I'm it's looking like. They're still anyway. not going to show him. So if we're they're not getting any of that, I'm just like, I don't care. Mm-mm. Well, you won't be, you won't be so. getting it. They say you will not be getting any of that. We are still coding that close to the chest, and you will deal. But um, so yeah, um, I'm still confused because Michael Keaton is in the regular MCU. I'm not really sure how this is working out. Um, of course, you know, new rock stars they do break down the um the trailer and they talk about the Spider Man that is. Posted on the um, and that is from like Tobey Maguire series, and I, I'm confused. I'm confusion. So we're gonna. Well, see this how is what I'm out. thinking. This is what I'm thinking. Someone had a conversation with some Marvel execs about the relationship that they have with Sony with the Spider-Man thing, and they basically said that they don't see anything happening again where they may not be able to maintain their business relationship. To me. That makes me feel like maybe there was an additional agreement made where they will continue to do these movies and then start to slowly integrate them into the MCU. 
And if that's the case, then that would explain why they've brought Michael Keaton into one of these movies. And now we're seeing the crossover of Venom into the MCU with Spider-Man. I think that they they may have come to a conclusion that like, OK, we are better together than we are separate. Let's try to capitalize mm-hmm. on this. Because, because I don't... also like they're the only ones that have had Spider-Man had his first three movies in the matter of like five years. It's such a short amount of time between all of the Spider-Man films. Whereas in all of the other stuff, they like it's a lot more time between those films. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, well, I see what they're trying to do. That's and I, but you know, I thought it was the reverse. I thought maybe Sony is trying to do like their own type of MCU type of situation mm-hmm. with the properties and stuff that they have. And I was like, well, maybe they're trying to build their own cinematic universe over there at Sony which is why we kind of get some of these crossovers. But what you're saying does make a little bit more sense because they are more successful when they mm-hmm. are linked up with Marvel. Marvel. I don't know. I just think it's weird that it be it always the first thing you see is in association with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like they're making sure you, they, you know, hey, Marvel might be a part of this, but this is still a Sony thing. So mm-hmm. don't, don't get too comfortable. But And they probably have like, to. Yeah. Because they're using these Marvel comic books. I mean, you know, these characters or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Morbius is a little dark for the MCU. Mm -hmm. But Morbius... And how they're playing it. I would not be shocked if we also get a post-credit scene in Morbius that's connected to Blade. I would not be shocked. Because I don't think that Blade is going to be... I think Blade is going to be a darker movie too. And I do, I feel like Spider-Man No Way Home is actually going to be the start of a dark segment from our MCU movies, because we know there's a lot of mess that's going to be happening in No Way Home. And then right after that, we get um, Doctor Strange and we already know that Doctor Strange has already been told it's going to be one of the, it's almost like a horror film. So if we're going that route and then we end up was I think um Morbius comes out was it January? Mm-hmm. So we get the Spider-Man movie, then we get Morbius and then we get Doctor Str- I just I just feel like it would make perfect sense that the next couple of these are all going to be kind of dark and if it is like that then it'll be easy for us to introduce a dark blade into the mix because I think that that Blade movie is coming a lot sooner than we think. Yep. Honestly, but even if I'm thinking about it, all the previous Blade films were dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of them, every single one of them, even the fourth one that was a TV. I don't know what it was. Um, but all the three Blades with Wesley Snipes were very, um, they were very dark. So if they're going to keep up with that, then it's going to be dark as well from a Herschel. I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of have to, but the subject matter, it kind of seems like it would be. Um, <clears throat> but I still don't know. Is Morbius a villain? They keep calling him an anti-hero, but... Mm-hmm. But anti-hero seems like he's kind of doing it for his own game. But he seems like as a doctor, he seems to love his patients. So it's kind of weird to me. I don't know. I, th- I think even in the Spider-Man cartoon, it wasn't even that he was really bad. Like he had a girlfriend that he was just, he was completely in love. It was just, he couldn't control his thirst. And that's what made him bad. Is like, you know, if it wasn't for that part, he probably could coexist pretty well, but he can't control it. You know, you you just have to give in. So I don't think he's figured out that part yet, but mm, I don't know. It'll be interesting like to see how they go with it. I hate how they made him like a bat. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, have you seen what Morbius looks like in the comics? Like a bat and I hate it. 
<laughs> I hate it. I mean, yeah, y'all got this is the thing. In the, uh, cartoon too. Jared Leto is fine as hell. Y'all had this man looking like a damn. I don't like it. <laughs> and that's another thing. Some of the stuff seemed a little weird in that trailer, like him flying in front of that um, subway train. I was like, yeah, how they made know that look this. was weird. I didn't like how that looked. That made him look like, like he almost like he was fading in and out. I didn't like how that. Looked. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like how they did his ears. I didn't like none of that. But my question, I don't like is, how they make him look a bat. Who is going to be the bad guy in that movie? Well, per new rock stars, um, mm-hmm. there is some character that also has the same blood disease as Doctor Morbius. I don't know his name, Morbius. Um, mm-hmm. and he has also gone about dealing with bats and he too is like Morbius. Oh yeah. I see him. Um, His name is, um, Luxious Crown. It's, it's actually Jared Leto's like friend. He suffers from the same rare blood disease and it says after previously turning out other superheroes, he decided who's going to, oh, Nebula was the one who encouraged the guy to take on the role in the MCU. Because she worked oh, with him before in another movie and say, Girl, boy, you better get in on this. This is a good coin. Stop playing. I don't so, know who turns down Marvel films. I don't understand. I don't know, except for Emily Blunt. Oh, no. Oh, no. Tyrese is going to be in three more movies. Damn it. Yes, he what signed a three movie deal. With Sony? Yeah, well, to be in more films get to come, it just says. <laughs> Um, and he's going to be technically the one hunting. I remember Simon Stroud, who was in the cartoon. He's going to be hunting, um, Morbius. Now, let me just say, Tyrese is not a bad actor. He's just a bad person. He's just a crappy person. (laughs) He don't seem real (laughs) likable. I'll say that. He don't seem real likable. Um, but I'm not going to shade him. I'm interested to see how this goes. If you got the three thing, um, is he going to be the connection in Blade? Like, is that, if you're what you're saying could come to pass, mm-hmm. is he going to be also work? Is he going to be working alongside Blade? Is he going to know what, about Blade and who he is? I, I think that he's going to be an enemy to Blade. <laughs> I think Blade really? is going to come after him because um, cause that's well, Blade's whole thing. He's just killing it, uh, taking people out. But the thing that's interesting that I'm seeing is. In the comments, okay, so that character that's the villain, that's mm-hmm. looking like he's going to be the villain. In the comments, his character's name is Hunger. Um, he's actually turned into a vampire by Morbius. Hmm. They said he was transformed by Morbius into a living vampire, a kind of pseudo-vampire. He does not possess all the powers of a supernatural vampire, nor is he subject to all of the traditional limitations and weaknesses thereof. He possesses a variety of superhuman powers, some of which are similar in, to supernatural vampires within the MC with a Marvel universe, which is the speed sense of uh, night vision, echolocation, what that guy calls hey, bat powers. But he also has that desire, uh, need to ingest blood. So what I'm going to guess is that Morbius is going to find a way to control his. But mm-hmm. then Hunger is not going to feel like he needs to because... He's he's taken out all these people who didn't really help him when he was a crippled, crippled person. Mm-hmm. But 
And that's where the divide is going to go. That's what I'm going to guess. Because he's going to be out here just bodies laying everywhere. And people are probably going to think it's Morbius who's doing it. Which is probably why he's arrested. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. They want to call him an anti-hero, I guess. Um, there has to be something redeeming about him for me to want to go see his film. So, we're going to see. But probably yeah. for the sake of this podcast, I'll probably go see <laughs> but then it looks like he's actually been a part of Shield. He was in Agents of Wakanda. Who? Um, Morbius. Get out of the city. Yeah, I'm looking at it on the side. It says team affiliations: Midnight Suns, a group called Armor, Le- Legion of Monsters, Shield, and Agents of Wakanda. Is he? He's Agents of Wakanda. Is he up there with Bucky too? Was Bucky an agent of Wakanda? I don't know. Let's see. Agent of Wakanda. Y'all gonna put some respect on White Wolf's name. Okay. Okay, so Agents of Wakanda. The members include well this this version. It looks like it's one of those teams that always I wonder if this is gonna be what they gonna try to make um a series on Disney Plus. You know the series is coming. Yeah, but it says Agents of Wakanda. The leader is Okoye in Black Panther, but I'm thinking this is going to be more so Okoye. And the current members include American, well, current. I don't know what the old ones are. American Eagle Brew, Dr. Nemesis, Fat Cobra, Gorilla Man. I don't know none of these people. (laughs) I'm going through this list and I'm like, who are you? They're probably going to give us people that we like. Or people that we know so will watch. I would not be surprised if Bucky and his illegitimate child. Oh, yeah, you, we're gonna see um so we're gonna see Taj. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I can't wait. It's gonna be so good. So good. <laughs> but I was trying to figure out if people I was looking up whether or not um, you know, Morbius is a villain. They saying that he's not. I don't know. They said when he was first introduced, he was a villain. Kind of, but you know, Rogue was a villain when she was first introduced to. It says, technically, no, Morbius is not a defined villain, but rather an anti-hero. In the Marvel comics, he was introduced as Spider-Man's enemy. However, the character does feel remorse for his actions that result in innocent people getting hurt. That's how it was in the cartoon, too. Because of his uncontrollable hunger, he often becomes manic when he needs to feed, blah, blah, blah. He always goes about like goes out of his way to defend innocent people. Right, so that's why I'm just like, yo, we not. I don't. You're not gonna paint him as a villain to me. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna suck your blood, but then take you to the hospital. Or is he only sucking the blood of folks that are bad? Then he could have just flown it. No, because that ain't everybody either. Mm. I don't know. Hopefully, we'll see more. Maybe because this is the first trailer for. Well, no, this is the second trailer for Morbius, isn't it? It is. The first one was all right. Yeah. So maybe we'll get something sooner that gives us a little bit more. I think they have to release one that at least lets us know who a villain is, unless they're just trying to paint this picture now that he's just going to be the bad guy. I don't know. Yeah. But, all right. Well, oh, we have talked. Yeah, we have, we talked, have a talked. Bunch. <laughs> but, a whole bunch. Okay. So next week's assignment. Um, I'm watching Rogue One. I'm probably going to watch that tonight. Um, yeah, they just went to a basketball game, so I got all the time in the world now. 
So I got I'm gonna watch the base um Rogue One. Um make it to solo because there's some people who actually enjoy solo, but I haven't heard a ton of thing good things about solo. I haven't they've said that it wasn't that great, so I'm gonna watch it. We got our girl um Vishon is in it. Um mm-hmm. um Daenerys is in it. Mm-hmm. And um Stinky Danny Glover um, is in it. Yeah, Child of Scambino. He's in it. Yeah, I don't know the dude's um, name, so Whatchamacallit, um, Carnage is in it. Hmm. Uh, Sandy Newton. The guy who plays Han Soto is Alden Ehrenreich or something like that. I don't know. Very wise, I'm trying to see I don't if know. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I've seen him in anything. Scrolling through. Um, he was in a movie that did get nominated for a lot that I've never seen. So I've never seen this guy before in my life. Got it. But he's in it. That's probably why the movie didn't do well because it didn't have somebody that people recognize. Maybe. It looks like Rotten Tomatoes it has a 70%. But I don't think that they even I don't feel like they did marketing very well for this one because I don't remember too many commercials for it to even promote it. Remember it? I remember seeing it and not being excited to go see it. Let's see what um, this is like Roger Ebert gave this. Oh, he ain't even up here. But yeah, so we can watch those. Which whatever ones you can get through. Even though you haven't seen Rogue One or Solos, have you? Solo. Yeah, man. Oh, so okay, so you should you should be able to go into that one. Like you should You left me in the dust with Phantom Menace. Oh, but this is a whole week. Mm. I'm gonna do my week. And what else? I don't think we have anything else coming, but Shang-Chi will be available to stream on Friday. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. Um, and the week after that, we eventually will be getting to Hawkeye. <laughs> it's coming. Don't do that. Don't it's do that. coming. I'm just saying. So, but all right. So assignment next week. Right now, it's just solo and. Um, and Rogue One, and we might get a, uh, another trailer or something, so maybe we'll have something else to talk about. But I am about to start reading the Black Knight comic, so I will let you know what I learned about because your that. girl tried. I need to cancel my subscription because mm-hmm. they have been getting my nine ninety nine, and I ain't read nothing. I did the full year, so I'm coming up on mine now. So, but yeah, all right, uh, Blurs. We will talk to y'all next week. Bye, guys.